Yes, sir. It's time to crank up the big, the bottom, and the boom. Shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. We like to call this a freestyle Friday, man. But it's so late with us getting started. It is like almost 1230. It really is a shine on Saturday by accident. But you know what? I guess we're still partying for uh, old D-Stats wedding. You never know. A little bit of that Vegas flavor, a little bit of that wedding flavor. And here we are, another late night. So let's see if we can represent proper, have a little fun. Uh, raise a glass and kick some ass with the Chicago Cubs. God bless. I can't believe they actually won. It's freaking amazing. Uh, but let's get everybody in, have a little fun, and run through some stuff baseball-wise, maybe a little dose of the NFL and some stupidity and, chena- and uh, shenanigans. I mean, it, we are the sports brew, of course, obviously. Uh, but since he just got married, he's new He's new in the uh, married man crew. Let's go ahead and get old D-Stat up in this piece first. Celebrate with him. Mark, you ready to hit your cue? Drop that woo, baby. Absolutely, sir. All right. Three, brew, and fun. Yeah. Woo. Woo. (laughs) All right, man. Dude, married life. It's unbelievable, bud. Let's do it. Yes, it There was your dedication. Yeah. (laughs) There it is. Oh man, are you still basking in the uh, basking in the celebration of the nuptials, there, friend? I'd say so. I'd say so. I say it took about a week to recover from the festivities and shenanigans and all that. Uh, but I mean, all good stuff, all great stuff. It was a hell of a time. I'm sure we'll talk about it some, but uh, yeah, man, I had an absolute blast. So I'd say we're still basking in it. Yeah, no, that's good. It's that that yeah, it lasts a little while. So that's right. good, man. It's always good to catch up, you know, celebrate your friends when they, uh, you know, when they find love, you know, and to celebrate that with them. And we didn't even get Rick rolled at the reception, so that was pretty, pretty <laughs> legit. Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, good times though. Good times. I was <clears throat> certainly happy to uh, share in that moment with you, and I'm glad that uh, you know Shannon was there, Randy was there. Matt was there. Obviously, you were there. You wouldn't have been married, but, you know, so good times, good times, good times, good fun, man. Looking forward to seeing some pictures, but uh, in the interim, we'll just raise a raise a quick glass to you, sir, joining the Married Man crew. Woo! Mm-hmm. Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of that one. <laughs> let's get out of that. Let's get out of that. So anyway, well, it's safe to say we need to get everybody else in here. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's see. Where should we go with Shannon? I don't know. Hanging out. I'm glad I wasn't crashed in his hotel room with him because I think he was dropping some bombs. <laughs> after, all, after all the cheese tray. No, I'm just kidding. McGuffin. Dude, dude, dude. Colts. What the hell is going on in Indianapolis, bro? Uh, playing for the draft pick, I guess. I don't know, dude. Sucks. The suck for luck is supposed to be over. What's going on, man? <laughs> Seriously. Holy crap. I think Ursay wants to hire me as GM, so I think he just told the players to uh, play the Jim Ursay drinking game yeah. during the week. And, I think uh, the, I think at the end of uh, a Freestyle Friday or Shine on Saturday, we should probably run their draft board. <laughs> it would probably be just as successful. <laughs> I mean, Christ almighty, dude. It's a tough, it's a tough sled, man. That's just a weird ass division. They got people trying to crank up a GoFundMe to buy out, uh, what's that loser pants 
They're freaking quarterback. From, why can't I think of the, the quarterback from Denver that's on there? Brock Osweiler. They got a freaking GoFundMe page. Some fans started the GoFundMe page to buy out Brock Osweiler's contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty terrible, dude. It's pretty terrible, it, man. It's, it's a tough time to be a Texans fan, especially with Andre Johnson and Arian Foster both retiring. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I mean, uh, Foster. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, it's odd. But you know what? If Foster's listening to his body, he's saying, you know, the mind is one and the body's not. And if you're going to go, you know what I mean? Like, he tried. And he obviously has been injury played for several years. I mean, Andre Johnson, I think, is a little bit sadder because he probably should have been able to finish his career as a Texan. Um, yeah. That's a, a little bit unfortunate. But, you know, they had some young guys, uh, obviously T.Y. and some other good, uh, you know, or at least players they liked. And, excuse me, I totally just stuck Andre Johnson on the Colts. Um, I meant <laughs> Well, he was on the Colts. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I, like, I'm go- <laughs> they need to go back to the Texans. Of course, the Colts, you know, booted them too. But they're, they're just well, – I don't know. You know, he just kind of ran out of gas. You know, he ran out of gas. But I, I think that's a guy that, you know, really for the bulk of his Texans career, you know, accomplished a lot. Uh, obviously, statistically uh, very productive. I mean, how many fantastic quarterbacks did he play with? Shaw was at least solid, but, you know. That's about it. That's one of those things where you go, well, if you could t- take that guy and pair him with, you know, this quarterback or that quarterback, how much better w- would he have been? I mean, clearly one of the best guys you know, at his position for a significant period of time. But, you know, when it's done, it's done. Arian Foster, I think his body's just betrayed him. Uh, that's the reality of it. Uh, Andre Johnson, not terribly old, but, I mean, he's played a lot of games and obviously shouldered a lot of load. And, you know, it, it, when it's time, it's time, man. I think the the NFL is one of those sports, man, where sometimes it, it just sets on you really quickly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, time yeah. to go, bud. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we argue a lot about it. I, I kind of wish Calvin Johnson had stuck around a little bit longer, but there's something to be said for walking away before the game forces you away. And every once in a while, a player does that. You know, Foster's getting forced out. Andre Johnson is just not who he used to be. But I think we can certainly, you know, um, raise a glass to the the bulk of their careers and who they were. Uh, and if you enjoyed some fantasy success with them along the way, kudos to you. Uh, yeah. But, you know, good careers as a Hall of Fame kind of thing. Johnson, he'll get some consideration. I don't think Foster's really going to be in the mix. Not not enough. But uh, Andre Johnson, I think, will at least be in the mix for discussion. Not first ballot, but I think people will at least give him some love somewhere along the line. But anywho, yeah, suck for luck, man. Come on. Su- <laughs> suck for luck, suck with luck. Just suck. It's not good. Leave Pretty the sucktitude to the rest of the. That's what, you, what the Colts are supposed to do is leave the suck and everybody else in the division. The Texans, <laughs> uh, well, certainly the Jaguars, they got a lot of suck. In Jacksonville. Jesus Christ, dude. Man, that team I mean, is. Porn stars are jealous of their suck. <sighs> dude, they need, they need to get a sponsorship deal with Hoover. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much sucking in that stadium. I mean, that's cross promotional opportunity gold. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, they should they should co-brand out with Bissell or Hoover or Dyson or something. Dyson. Yeah, the Dyson Ball. <laughs> you know that should be on field, <laughs> on field. There, it's that bad. But anyway, well, let's go ahead and get everybody else in here. I know, I know. We got we got work to do, guys. We got work to do, guys. We got to talk about some uh, the Cubs and some World Series and some football and all that other stuff. We got to do it. We got to do it. So. Uh, anywho, let's see what else we got here. Mm-hmm. Whitfield, I don't know what he's gonna get. Oh, let's get Randy in, man. Oh, Giles, what's going on, bruh? Oh, not much. Just uh, sitting here 
enjoying a beer and living in the same type of land that Shannon is at the moment in terms of football. Uh, just yeah, waiting, for, for, waiting for the season to be over at this point. Is terrible, dude. <laughs> it's just, terrible, dude. It's and like, I, and I knew at the beginning of the year this uh, was going to be a really bad year, but come dude, on, it's like they got the bad. they got the stadium, they got everything set to get the stadium built, and then they just totally dismantled the team, and it got old, and it kicked Harbaugh out, and I mean, it's just it just went to hell, man. <laughs> everything went to hell. They get out of the stick, and now it's just no, <laughs> just bad, dude. Bad. They got some bad vibes, man. That that's going to end up being like a full reboot, and uh, Chip Kelly. Good luck in college, because I don't think this is going to work out for you in San Fran. Just a, I'd say there's a strong, possi- strong possibility there, bro. <laughs> they're driving me to drink, that's all I can say. Yeah. Welcome to the Redskins Club, friend. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> oh, God. All right. What's, what should we bring Whitfield into? Hmm. Give me some good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man, he's talking about 2.0. Yeah, buddy. Oh, Whitfield, what's going on, bud? I'm drinking too. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm drinking Crystal Light and vodka. <laughs> what? You're gonna get addicted, man. We get the get the rehab tickets now for Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I tell you what, I'm glad the Cubs finally ended their drought. You know, as for Whitfield, he may have the next longest drought. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Screw <laughs> you. Damn. Uh, at least it's not crystal meth and vodka. Oh. This is true. My God. I mean, after that last Green Bay game. Here we go. Now, now, now I know the song you should have come into. Oh yeah, man. Mmm. That's a classic. K seven, come baby, come. Well, only time you're gonna, yeah, well, the only time you're gonna be saying those words are, is if you're singing the lyrics of the song, man. Well, he could buy one of those robots next. He year. could buy one of those sex robots. He could buy one of those sex robots. That's that's true. That's true. Slide in the home base. Swing, bada, 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 swing. Anyway, <laughs> ridiculous. So it's good to get everybody in. Uh, obviously, we'll have some fun along the way. But, uh, I mean, realistically, I don't think there's any other way to open up uh, the podcast than to talk about just the Cubs and, and what that really signified. And I make no bones about it. I'm not a huge baseball guy. The strikes really took a lot of a lot of that out for me because I loved baseball as a kid. I just got so damn tired of the strikes. And, you know, uh, I pay loosely pay attention but I do love playoff baseball. I do really enjoy playoff baseball. And this this year, I think, it, really just a phenomenal run-up to the World Series. A lot of great stories. Uh, certainly some entertaining games. Uh, but I, I don't know that you could have scripted uh, a more entertaining kind of, you know, finale. Uh, not only just Game 7, but you got all the drama. Uh, you have two historic franchises. You have two fan bases that clearly are passionate about their teams. You have the, you know, you have the whole thing with Cleveland. You know, you have the 3-1 with the Warriors, the Cavaliers come back, and then you get the 3-1 with the Indians, and then the Cubs come back. So they get both sides of it. I mean, I'm really amazing. Think about that in one calendar year. In one calendar year. To have two franchises be on the opposite side of that spectrum is incredible. What's the likelihood? I mean, I can't imagine that's ever happened in any other city. 
I mean that that's that that's insane, insane, but so fascinating. And and what you find is, look, I mean, in, unless you're an Indians fan, I'm not sure how you can have a lot of, you know, guff. Uh, a really gripe about what this ended up being. I'm not saying it was a perfect game seven. It had, you know, I mean, you can argue about this call or early hooks or, you know, overusing Chapman or whatever, man. You can argue about all kinds of managing decisions and how that, you know, it, that's fine. But from just if you're watching it and you're in the, and you're just taken in the moment, that was one of the most dramatic, compelling game sevens with turns in it with I mean just nuts to me that I think has to go down by the time you factor in the significance of the two teams uh, obviously ending the 108 year drought for the Cubs everything that goes into that for the franchises for the players for the cities for the teams for the stories for I mean it's just it's so much wrapped into that I think by the time you walk away from it in you know However long we all live, we will remember, you know what I mean, the Cubs getting that done. And we will remember in some capacity the finish of that game and of that series. You may not remember all the details, but that was one of the most compelling Game 7s I have ever seen. Again, I'm not going to tell you it was a perfect game. It's not about that. But when you talk about sports and you talk about storylines and the things that suck people in, that was like the perfect storm of virtually everything. I mean, social media went crazy. You know, they had a, a freaking rain delay, which obviously maybe that worked into the cup. Maybe, maybe that was fortuitous for the Cubs. That's entirely possible. I think Madden talked about that a little bit um, in the post game. You know, that gave him a chance to regroup. I mean, but just so many things. Comebacks, big leads, great pitching, some mistakes. I mean, it just, I mean, that game had virtually anything you could ask for in it. And the series had virtually anything you could ask for in it. You know, I mean, obviously, if you're a Cubs fan, enjoy it. Kudos to you. Uh, but for this is when you know what's an amazing event, is when it sucks everybody in that's not necessarily a sports fan, and they're completely enthralled by it you know I mean that's like it's like what the Super Bowl does in some capacity it's what March Madness does in some capacity right you just these are those moments where people just get totally absorbed in the storylines and in the moment and in the players and in the emotion of it and this is one of those moments that it's that's what sports ultimately to me is really about is celebrating the moment and this is this fantastic intersection of time, of legacy, of franchise, of history, of emotion, of power, of humanity, of people, of players. I mean, it's just, it's so many things rolled into one. And I walk away from that series and that game seven um, just thoroughly enjoying what it turned out to be. Obviously, yes, if you're an Indians fan, you're pretty disappointed. I get that. But I mean, oh my God, what a series and what a finish. Incredible. Or as Emmett Smith would say, the impossible. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the impossible. And you know, we have, we, you know, we have the soundbite and I think if there's any time it's completely legitimate to do it. Holy cow. It's like that. But yeah. ju- just 
absolutely phenomenal. So I think some of what we need to talk about is just, you know, our reactions to the <laughs> nice picture in the sports group chat, by the way. Hey, laser lips, your mama was a snowblower. Really? <laughs> you just <laughs> What was that robot the short circuit? Johnny number five or whatever? I can't I don't even yep. know why that's in the chat. That's crazy. Thanks, Whitfield. Um mm-hmm. but I, I think part always. of Yeah, always. It's always good for like randomness. Oh, well, if you want that kind of sex robot, good for you, I suppose. <clears throat> but just don't take it in the tub with you, bro. <laughs> oh, God. It's electric. Rubber ducky time. But yeah. yeah. Rubber ducky. <laughs> Boogie woogie woogie woo. My God. Um, but I think realistically, part of it, we can talk about the particulars of the game, and that's certainly relevant. But I, I think what's most impactful about the series is the emotion of the moment and the very visceral kind of you know, just what that turned into and, and the way that manifested it across multiple cities. And I swear, oh my God, dude, that crowd was so loud in Cleveland. You'd almost oh. think that was a freaking home game for the Cubs. I oh, mean, yeah. It really was amazing. It really was amazing. I so, have to tell you, Justin, for me personally, this is all time, probably my favorite game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball wise, it's easily top three but i would have to put it at number one and all time sports wise it's top five no doubter just one of the absolute just (laughs) edge of your seat games i have ever seen and with what was on the line Mm -hmm. with how everything went i mean you just thought the the cubs when they went up five to one you thought man they're just coasting and then Cleveland just starts chip, starts chipping away, chipping away, and then when what was his name? Rod Rajay Davis, who I don't even think I had a hit in the series, hits a freaking home run mm-hmm. off Chapman to tie the game. You're like, holy shit! Yeah, and he's not your typical. He's a leadoff hitter. He really doesn't have any power, and he got like all of that. Was that the I one? Mean, was that the one with? Uh, was it Smoltz that was one of the commentators? Yeah, uh, the yes. Colts say don't go down and inside, and he went down inside or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, yep, then he and cr- then he cranked the thing right out of there. <laughs> yeah, and that home run hit the Fox camera too. Yeah, no that that was a that was a that was a phenomenal home run, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm telling you, dude. And Lindy, I think hit the nail on the head when yeah. he posted on our page. He was like, "Last night is why I watch sports." And yeah. It's just that simple, man. That, that's why we watch. That's that's. We want to be entertained, but when so much is on the line for both cities, you know, a hundred and some odd years combined of curse. And by the way, RIP, another 2016 claims another victim, the Cubs curse. Um, That's one that I think most people are happy to see go. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> what the you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, man. I just, it just, I'm texting with you guys, and then I've got Todd's, another set of friends that we're texting back and forth, and like, you're going on Twitter and just seeing what people are saying, and it's just like you were just in a room, like you're at the game with all your boys, but with all this technology, it just, it just brought you closer to the game. Oh, yeah, man. no, I mean, that, that it was, it was incredible, and it, you know, the moments were incredible. You know the the Cubs bats kind of really coming alive over the back half of this one, um, oh, just yeah. of the series, just tremendous. 
uh, getting a Corey Kluber, getting Andrew Miller, and then you know, obviously the flip side, you know, Chapman, who uh, you know, met, they asked a lot of Chapman over the last couple of games. They asked a ton of that guy, and, uh, yeah. and for the most part, he delivered. But you know, you know, uh, coughing up a a three run lead, uh, you know, I mean, it was just there's so much stuff. You're just watching it going like there was a part of me that was like I was ready. Honestly, there was a part of me I was ready to text E, and then I didn't do it. You know, it's one of those weird sports things. You know, it's like uh, you're watching a football game and they're like, oh, this guy never misses. And then he misses the field goal. You know, like there's this weird thing. And so, like, or I like fit- when the pitcher has the no hitter, you don't talk yeah, to you don't, him. You don't, you don't, don't talk about it. Don't mention it. Don't bring it up, yeah. man. And so yeah. it was like actually a really interesting line of uh, topic of conversation is people were like, People started texting me, and I'm like, "No, the game's not over. Stop!" You know what I mean? And so, like, I, I thought about reaching out to E for a moment, but I'm like, "Nah, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything, dude. <laughs> I'm not saying anything." I you know. texted him in the eighth inning just to make sure he was okay. He was okay <laughs> after the two run shot to tie mm-hmm. the game. I'm like, "Are you okay?" Yeah. He didn't text me back till like later on. So but I was like, "Okay, shoo." I will say this though. I will say, just out of curiosity, uh, everybody here, feel free to chime in on this one, but. Um, you know, I, I think back to that Ravens 49ers Super Bowl and the lights going out, you know what I mean? And, and it's like one of those things, this is different, obviously, but sometimes you have this momentum and then you have something that breaks that up, right? I mean, that rainstorm and that rain delay, do any of you think they should have just played through that? And the flip side is, how much do you think that little, that little bit of a rain delay helped the Cubs? Yeah, huge. It stopped the momentum completely. Indians had all the momentum in the world. Everything was on their side. Everything was on their side. And it gave the Cubs, you know, 15, 10, 15 minutes to just, okay, gather themselves, take a couple deep breaths, talk, and just kind of just gather yourself. Because, I mean, it's such a huge moment, but when you Mm -hmm. get that few minutes just to go under where nobody's watching you and you can just kind of exhale for a minute... Exactly. Or deep pucker, you know, deep pucker the butt for a couple of minutes. Deep pucker the sphincter. Hey, you know, I mean, if they all took an X lax and had to go take a dump, <laughs> I don't blame them. Um, I mean, that had to be the largest collection between those two cities. That had to be the biggest collection of puckered assholes anywhere in the planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, oh. how tight? How tight was everybody? Like, oh my god, oh my god, it's crazy. Like, like prom night. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely insane, man. Insane. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you know I, I was a little bit behind uh, with the DVRs. I was trying to avoid. I had to be really careful about you know chats and being on Twitter or anything. I mean, I watched the game. Obviously, I zipped along, but I had to avoid the chat with you guys <laughs> uh, <laughs> until late. By the way, I like how I said, man, what a, an incredible game. And Whitfield's like, no shit, Sherlock. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to enjoy the moment, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for reading that. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, keep going, Shanna. Oh, I don't even know where I was, mm. man. I'm just. It's all good. See. Hey, go ahead, Randy. Hey, so you could tell how hyped they were. I mean, if you remember, they got the mic on Ross. And Rizzo came up behind him, and he's like, "I'm so freaking out right now. I, I'm yeah. just a mess." I I loved that segment. I thought that was great because he's like, you know, hey, wait till there's a you know whatever two run lead in the ninth or something, you know, wait wait do you see how you feel then? But I thought that was very real, you know. What I mean, yeah, and if I remember correctly, the Cubs are fun. I mean, they've got some older guys on there, but that's a really young. 
That's a really young lineup. It's a really young team. Five guys, 24 and younger. Yeah. So, you know, the weight of some of those things maybe aren't on those guys. And by the way, man, um, I'm so I'm I'm glad that Ross, after that incident, uh, you know, getting his cleat caught, falling down, all that kind of nonsense, um, that that dude cranked out that home run. I mean, final game. Yeah, I mean, how how fitting, dude. And obviously, they in retrospect, in hindsight, they so needed that. But I'm oh, glad. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't lose by like one run, and that guy would have carried that. On, you know what I mean? Carried that it's moment. And, yeah. and what the hell is the deal with Lester not making it? Like, what what's his what's the story with that guy not going after stuff? Did he oh, get hurt? Did he oh, get hurt? Always, always been that way. It's- if you're, yeah, you know, since his entire career, so it's just they don't talk about it so much anymore, just because it's always just been him. But I, why? That's it's it's bizarre. It's, it's just something he can't do. He's such a talented pitcher that any team's going to take him for his skill on the mound because you know that's just a weird side effect that you just you hope he keeps keeps as many runners off base as possible because you know he otherwise just, they're going to run all over. Throw him. the first. I I don't he think just, I've ever can't seen really throw any base, but especially first. Yeah, I mean I've just I've never. I've never seen somebody take that approach like that. And, and, and so part of me was like, thing. did he did he get crushed in the head one time by something? Is there does is there a fear? Does he does he have an injury of some kind? He just doesn't do it. He's never been able to. Oh, that's so nope. weird. So it's so strange. Anyway, I mean, he underhands it the first if it ever comes to him. If you've ever, I know it happened once in Game mm-hmm. Seven. He no. just underhanded it. And sometimes it got the ball gets caught in his glove, and he just tosses his old glove. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. He's tossed his whole glove before, <laughs> two, two or three times. So, like, he's a phenomenal pitcher, but like, it, he has issues with the rest of it. So, it'll just, just throw his glove. It's so random. It's yep. so random. I don't. That, I don't think he's actually. I think I've actually seen that in a movie where somebody had that. Like, but it's a real deal. Like some some pitchers, very rarely, obviously, but some pitchers actually just have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things, and Mark, just out of curiosity, were you surprised when uh, Madden pulled Hendricks out? The timing of it? I, I was. I mean, I expected him to be on a really short leash. I felt like, you know, he knows that team so well and, and, and you know, pulled, like, a lot of the right strings and, and, and pushed a lot of the right buttons. I felt like it was a pretty rough timing just because I felt like, A, I think Hendricks got pretty well screwed, I think, on the – um, uh, uh, two pitches before could have been strike three easily. And should have been strike three. Should have been strike three. And so you know, uh, yeah. I mean, any little bit of danger the Hendricks have been in the first couple innings, you know, which have been very little. He worked his way out of it. Yeah, I, I mean, it felt f- like the dude kept getting himself out of the jam when they're, yeah. you know what I mean. And even so, then, like, um, sorry to cut you off, but like mm, yeah. that walk wasn't even his fault i mean it literally was strike three and it wasn't yeah. close yeah um, i mean the umpire was equally bad all night all series i should say sure. but i mean that wasn't on the corner that was like two inches on the plate and the umpire just blew it yeah so yeah. It, and 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 you know final decision yeah i, I it's not the not not the choice i would have made to pull in there you know, you, you really want to see him get through. I felt like six. Mm-hmm. If he could have gotten through six, that would have been my my vote, and I think I definitely think he could have. And then you got a you know some some uh, some leverage, some things you can play around with in terms of uh, you know Lester and and or Chapman and and whoever else 
Um, what? So part of it's just yeah. so funny. They kept talking about how they didn't want to bring in Lester in like a dirty inning. Didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do right it. And then, and then they do it. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You're like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I almost think it's almost kind of an inviting potential disaster. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't much faith in the, in the next guy in Leicester, and, and I, I think there's a lot of situations where you know, a fresh pitcher is a great idea, and a lot of times manager tries to you know keep a starter out there too long. But yeah, and, and but you know certainly understandably, as they always say, you know, game seven, you know, is always a you know a wild, <laughs> extreme wild card where you know anything can happen, and you can certainly pull any you know pull, push any button at any moment. But it just didn't seem like Hendricks to me had lost it. I mean, that was yeah, like we're all saying he, he really got screwed on that, you know, yeah, at bat. So I would give it another batter, but um, yeah, same yeah, here. I, I thought it, he, I thought he would have gotten through five easily. I thought he could have gotten through six easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, just giving Lester two innings and then bring Chapman in on the ninth. I mean, huge. I mean, we even said it at the time. Now hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, of course. But, we were saying it at the time that we would have left them in. I mean, well, in our chat, I think I tweeted it out. Mm-hmm. You know, just I don't think a lot of people like that move. Well, now, I mean, granted, one of those things, we're not managing, and it's right. not game seven for us, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah. Well, the, as they said on the Water Boy, it's the last game of the year. <laughs> can't hold anything back now. Look, it's, it's the classic uh, case of hindsight, man. Had they lost that game, they oh would they, they would have been crushing dude. them. For that move, oh, you know what I mean. Yes. It would have been crushing them for that early hook, but you know some of it's the benefit of it worked itself out. They ended up they end up winning, but you know you could see that just there was a, a really quick pushback, clapback, however you want to call it, about how some of the in game management choices and some of this. Some people are you know some of it's the the debate about how long do you let the starters go and this you know di- maybe this uh, newer kind of strategy of of bringing all these guys in. But look, it's game seven. It's done. You know what I mean. You you got to do it. All hands on deck. It's I all mean, hands on deck. He'd only given up um, he'd only given up uh, five hits and one earned run through five innings. I mean, in most any other game, you're not pulling him. It felt like on some level though that that was part of the momentum shift for the Indians, and it, yeah, and that's part of the story of the game. You know, is is the Cubs up and it just all the, the kind of turns this game took. I mean, it really was phenomenal. Um, you know, if, if people ever complain about like boring baseball games, that was that was the furthest from a boring game that you could ever see in your life. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That, I mean, that that game was it, it, the 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 energy was electric. That just what happened was crazy. That there were it was just it was just so much. There was so much that went on in that game. I mean, it just incredible, just incredible. But I, I guess at the end of the day. Just out of curiosity, Mark, when you look back at the series and you look back at Game Seven, it's really a, a two-pronged thing. Is was there a point you're just like, oh, brother Don, <laughs> and then uh, and then the flip side of that is when you, when you're just appreciating what Game Seven was, you know, what do you walk away with from what the series ended up being and the finish of it? Oh man, um, a lot. I, but I would say, in the answer to the first question, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the, the beauty of it was, I mean, for ne- for neither team did I ever feel like, oh man, yeah, they're done. I mean, even even as you know, great a start as the Cubs got to the game, and as much as they were up, um, I guess their highest point or point highest run total lead was four when they were up five one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that was the the most they were up at any point in the game, but. 
even if I won. I mean, I sure as hell wasn't counting the, the Indians out. I mean, they've got so many skilled bats, and uh, all it was going to take was, you know, a little push. Um, but, uh, you know, flip side, <clears throat> certainly no intelligent Indians fan, I'm sure nobody in the organization would say, like, you know, if that run rain delay hadn't happened, they would have won the game. I mean, that, that can't be said either just because, you know, I think that's, uh, yes, while all the momentum was with the Indians <laughs> right before that happened, I mean, still, you just you, you never know what's gonna what's gonna happen. All, all you need is three outs um, to to get out of that jam, uh, one way or another. So um, I don't know, man. I think it may have been 108 years of tears raining down from the heavens, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, 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 it may have been. And don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not denying that definitely that that benefited the, the Cubs. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, t- what do I take away from from the series? I mean, I, I think the simplest thing I say is, I mean, God bless. I mean, that absolutely. Yeah, it feels like it, it proved that those were the two right teams that should have been there. Um, I, I mean, yeah, we always worry that you know, quick, quick response to any kind of you know, final series. You know, you got a little bit of recency bias. Of but, course. I mean, hard, hard pressed not to think that in my lifetime that that could go down as one of the top three or four World Series or better. I mean, certainly to this point, it absolutely is. Um, and, and, you know, in the whole series through, but, but absolutely, I mean, capping it off with just such an unbelievable game seven. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Cleveland again, nobody should, you know, ignore how impressive they were, um, and how much fight they showed in coming back like they did. Um, I mean, but both those teams, you know, I've heard so many people say, and I tend to agree. I mean, going my, the betting world for a second, mm-hmm. very, strong likelihood that they would be the top two contenders, you know, going in betting wise for, you know, World Series next year. I mean, so much use, so much skill, so much talent, both hitting and pitching. Um, you know, Cleveland. Cleveland has some pitching pitching injuries, get get those guys healthy. I was gonna say that wasn't like two of their top three pitchers injured. Exactly. I mean Cle- and Cleveland their best Cleveland. hitter injured. Mm-hmm. Cle- Cleveland fought through a lot. Um I think on Cleveland side, Lindor, I mean, that guy is just so ridiculously skilled. And I, I don't even know how young he is, but he is ultra young. Um, and, you know, Cubs, I mean, Cubs have done it the right way. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people, you know, see them with a lot of, you know, highly priced guys. But they, they also, I mean, they build guys up from their farm system. And that's part of why it took them so long. But, you know, they've got this insanely young you know, group of talents. So, I mean, I... It wouldn't have helped E or any of our fellow, you know, Cubs Cubs fan friends. But you know, even if they hadn't pulled it off this year, they're going to be in the running for many years to come, as long as they can keep that core together. You know, what's scary um, is their um, farm system is still stacked. Oh, I, I don't, I don't doubt could, it. it. Yeah, and they could, if they had to, they can go out and trade for somebody if there was like an injury. Or in the pitching staff, or one of the bats, that they could easily go and fill that hole real quick. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. And, uh, I mean, I, I, for me, I, Anthony Rizzo is is one of my favorite non-Mets to watch. Right. When that guy's on, I mean, he's just ridiculous. I say he's one of those guys who's basically unpitchable. I mean, there's there's really nowhere you can pitch him where he's was it, not capable. Of was getting Rizzo to the it. one like the, was it like the little fist pump thing? Like he get hit, he was on base, he was like yeah. <laughs> That dude yeah, looked, I, think he, like, I think he might have done that a few times. Yeah. It was, he, uh, who pocketed? I tell you what, man. You survived the... leukemia, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I saw dude, that. Dude is a tough dude. That's... Yeah. 
No, he looks so like awesome. he looks like he has a lot of joy in his persona. You know what I'm saying? Was oh, he yeah. was did, did he pocket the, was he the one that pocketed the ball at the end? Yeah. Yeah. He gets the first base on so he, <laughs> he called that pocket immediately. And, yeah. Um I think uh How much is that yeah. ball worth? <laughs> a lot of money. I mean, he my, gave it to the owner at the parade. So my God. Oh, he nice. did? Oh, yes, yeah. he gave it to the owner at the parade today. I think owner's got enough money, man. I don't think I think I would have sat on that one, bro. <laughs> oh no, Anthony's like, I'm giving you this ball, but you're gonna show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, Rizzo, Rizzo, Rizzo is, and I'm sure will be taken care of for a long time to go. Oh, yeah. oh, very much so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he also was the guy who, uh, great story. You don't hear about it a lot, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was early World Series because he, he was he was scuffling. He wasn't playing great at the beginning of the World Series. Um, had to find his bet, but um, really the series going into it too. But uh, I think he just he had a you know strike call he didn't like and he turned around and started griping about it and then immediately he turned back around to the lump was like i'm i'm so sorry i mean that's that's not me that's not who i am the guy's like lump is like you're anthony rizzo you're absolutely entitled to like you know goodness you know no apology <laughs> necessary like well, you don't hear that from like elite athletes yeah. very often that, you know so humble that they immediately are like no i'm sorry that's not who that's i am that's not I who i am that guy not that that's a good that's a good little anecdote so, a good little story it's good dude yeah it's good dude um I like I like that soundbite, Mark, and I'm glad you brought that up because the ump was like, "Dude, it's okay. It's it's a World yeah. Series." Yeah, <laughs> you're Anthony Rizzo. You're entitled. It's it's okay, man. I, I appreciate the apology, but um, <laughs> and if you missed it, uh, it just uh, as a little aside, um, Rizzo was talking on Friday, uh, obviously with their championship rally. He was talking about David Ross, and he got all choked up. He started crying when talking about David Ross. Well, I mean, it's amazing, right? And he said, "quote uh, He taught he taught myself personally how to become a real winner. Uh, he's like a brother to me. He taught me a lot in life, how to be a better person. I'm forever grateful for him. He's going out as a champion. And I mean, he he got choked up and he cried. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, those are the things. Yeah, and, and you know, Lindy's right about that. You know, this is the there's a certain essence of sports and a certain purity to the emotion." Uh, and this is one where it's so very real, right? And I mean, you you could just see it in their faces, uh, and that was a hell of a ride. And these are the moments that people for all sports gets very big. There's a lot of money. We complain about a lot of stuff about athletes, about drugs, about PEDs, about stadiums, about owners, about this, about that, about ticket prices, about PSLs, all this other stuff. But when you boil it down and you have something like that. That's when you have that that very pure essence of why we love sports, the stories, the humanity, and and really embracing and enjoying the moment. You know this kind of moment where you break you break through. Think about all the baggage that had to weigh on so many players, all the all the stuff that weighed on so many people and so many fans and so many managers and so many players for so long for both teams. For both teams. I mean here God bless, they nearly crucified Bartman back in the day. You know oh, what they I mean? did. You know <laughs> what I mean? They nearly crucified that guy. You still they they still have stuff like he's still giving like pieces through his lawyer about how he's you know he He's yep. happy. He's overjoyed for the Cubs, but like he doesn't want to be part of anything. I mean, this is a guy whose life was essentially ruined <laughs> by the fan base. You know, what I mean, think about that. Yeah, there is insanity. Like th- that is crazy, crazy. So, just, and, and then to be here, yeah. Go ahead. 
just for the Cubs, mm-hmm. as a request and dedication, they were finally able to break free <laughs> of that dreaded curse. Oh my god. That's only for you, Shannon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Clearly they were Thank able to shake, shake it off and now they can let it go. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 look. I thought I thought you were totally gonna be like, I ain't afraid of no goat. That's what I thought you were gonna do. For oh a second. Oh my gosh. Nice yeah. cool. That's what I thought you were gonna do, and you didn't do that. I'm just saying. But I guess if we're gonna go like all cubs and, and do all that stuff. Nice pull, Justin. Yeah, you're, you're welcome, by the way. I do I do what I can. You know, let me see if I can find the right thing here. Nope. We get... Oh! What? Totally have, like, when they did the uh, songs when they had the goats singing. Oh, my God. Here we go. Game. Game of goats. That's the only one that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's lovely, by the way. My God, I was actually thinking, you know, because like, we had that Disney kick, we had that Disney kick the other week, and I was thinking, what if we went like? Now it's like this little. Bridges. What if we went like this way? All you gotta do. This classic is right here. Look for the bare necessities. You know what I'm saying? Simple bare necessities. Forget about Old school, your baby. And your I, mean, I love me some bare necessities bare back necessities in the day. I mean, they are the Cubs after the all. I mean, bring the bare necessities of life. I can see some, I can see nobody's feeling that one. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that that's fine. That's fine. Where's this other thing? Because uh, realistically, I guess we have to. We're obligated to do this one. Just for the Cubs. The Cubs are gonna win today. Right? I mean, we kind of have to, don't we? Kind of have to, yeah. I loved all the like they'd always do these cutscenes where they'd go back to the fans drinking wherever, and they like you know you had like the roller coaster of emotions. So you had the good part, and they're all like celebrating, spilling beer on each other, <laughs> and then they'd go back to them <laughs> like when I don't know the Indians are coming back or Davis cranked out the home run or whatever, and then they all look like forlorn and sad. <laughs> you know, I mean it was just it was great. I mean it really was it really was like the best of virtually every every sports world you could get in in like contained in one game it was the sports high the sports low the we blew it the we're coming back we're gonna get it no we're not i mean it was like everything it was everything by the time you have an onion article you know you wrap this up and i love this onion article it was just the headline is millions of drunk cubs fans rioting in heaven following the world (laughs) series win you know what i mean like they've been sitting on that one too yeah you know they were uh, yeah i mean absolutely 
I mean, just it's just absolutely incredible. I, I think one of my favorites was, uh, and you shared this one in the sports group chat, but uh, one of my favorite pictures I saw was uh, it's just an image, and it said, "FYI, if you made any promises during the bottom of the ninth, service starts at ten forty-five Sunday morning." Ask me, we'll see you at church, bro. <laughs> we'll see you at church, man. <laughs> Matt, look for E. He he can't complain about anything else sports related for at least a year. You can't complain about fantasy. You can't complain about the Bears. You can, nothing. He nothing. can't complain for 108 years. I mean, nothing. He's got a lifetime. He he got a, he got a Cubs. You know what I mean? You got to enjoy the Cubs world. You can't. I mean, certainly this year. I don't know about 108 years. He's not going to live that long. But um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, what can you if 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 you're a Cubs fan and you just saw that, like, you got to take the year off from bitching about sports, don't you? You kind of have to. I man. mean, I, I think you can just ride out at least ride out the rest of this year. The, the Bears are terrible, you know, whatever. You know, F it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just need to be like, <laughs> you know, for the rest of the year, for everything sports related that doesn't go your way, you got to do that. There you go, Shannon. <laughs> you got a Cubs World Series win, man. You know what? Cleveland's having to do the same thing with the Browns. So, you know what? Okay. <laughs> I'd like let me see if I can find this one really quickly because we'll have to take a break. We can obviously come back and talk some more. I mean, who knows? Maybe we just talk about the World Series the entire night. It's not the end of the world. It's totally fine. Uh, let's see if I can find this one thing. I was dying. Oh, here you go. The Cleveland Browns congratulate the Indians on Twitter and get roasted. <laughs> this one I thought. <laughs> this one I thought was great. And so this was when the Indians were going to the World Series. And so the Browns uh, Twitter account tweeted out like a picture of you know here uh, hashtag rally together World Series bound. And all of a sudden, people just started to be there. Like one guy was like, "At the Browns, who are you? At at the Browns, get out of our party. <laughs> at the Browns, you stay the hell away from our <laughs> stay the hell away from our Indians. At, I like this one. Though. At the Browns, you should take notes. <laughs> the Browns should hire Theo Epstein. You know, at, at the Browns, you are still a factory of sadness. And then they have the uh, the Gene Water, you win nothing meme. You know, I mean, just it's just great. It's just great. And they were just hammering at Cleveland. Oh, I like this one. At the Browns, doesn't winning look fun? It's <laughs> 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 so terrible. At the Browns, but your name is a skid mark. That's cold. <laughs> That's cold. At the Browns, if you want the Indians to win the World Series, then maybe you should stay away. <laughs> Vicious. Uh, I tell you what, man. I, we'll come back. We'll talk about some more stuff. I think the impact of this is legit. But let's go ahead and wrap up segment one. This is one of my favorite little little clips. Obviously, when we talk about the Cubs, you ascent, you, I mean, you also got to talk about Harry Carey. I mean, there's just no way. And I'm looking at the, that dude's glass. Every time I see a picture with that dude in his like gigantic glasses, I'm just like, that is amazing. He had like he didn't even need to be drinking to have beer goggles with those. You know what I mean? Those things are like impressive. <laughs> you know, I think he had X-ray vision with those mofos. This is nuts. But uh, one of the things I love a is that is they totally broke out a retro commercial with that guy, which was phenomenal. And then um, there's this other piece, and I thought this was really well done uh, from Budweiser. The Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series, and maybe sooner than we think. Go, 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 go. 
Harry Carey of Cleveland. It's such a pleasure to see you, especially on a noteworthy night indeed. The Cubs three outs away from winning. Boy, if you've got a weak heart, turn the set off. Come on, boys. The rest of you stay with us. The crowd quiet. Now ready. The pitch. Bouncing ball. There's a throw. Dude, that, just listen to that. I still get goosebumps listening goosebumps, to that. Goosebumps, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. So whoever put that together, I mean, Budweiser sent it out, but whoever put that together, nah, I don't know. that was beautifully done. I don't know how, I mean, Lord knows how many hours, or what they had to pour through to get the sound clips and the sound bites and, and to do it. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, this is a podcast. You're hearing the audio. I'm watching the video. I was paired with the audio. I mean, it's just amazing. It just made the hair stand up on my arms. You know what I mean? It's just nuts. And that's, again, this is one of those things that's so real and so powerful and so emotional. I just, you know, if you love sports, unless you're an Indians fan, then you can be salty on some level. But if you love sports, how can you not love what that moment meant? Uh, I mean, just un- <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable, man. Unbelievable, dude. I, lo- I love that. Holy cow! Damn right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a break. <laughs> we'll come back, and we can keep talking about the World Series. It's totally fine by me. There are a ton of stories that I want to go over. Yeah, too. I mean, there's so much stuff. Um, I mean, I, obviously, yeah. there's some. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we just wrap up and just run all over the NFL Week Eight stuff. But uh, Mark Ingram, by the way, I hate your face, um, <laughs> dickhead. Thanks for the negative one. Um, Get off my yard, Mark Ingram. <laughs> yeah, Mark Ingram. Well, he he took himself out of that game. That's what that's what Sean Payton said to freaking Mark Ingram, man. Get, out Get of off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Uh, but uh, look, all kidding aside, man, really, just 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 incredible, just incredible. And uh, th- there's so many stories and so many moments and so many things. Um, it's just this is at its at its core. This is absolutely part of what makes sports. It doesn't matter if it's soccer, football, baseball, basketball, and none of that matters. This is this is about the essence of sport. And that is what this moment reminds us of. That is living in this moment, enjoying that celebration, enjoying that trip, enjoying that game, enjoying that series, uh, enjoying the pure elation of a fan base. 
enjoying a moment that these individuals have where they look up at the heavens or they think about all of the members of their family that never saw it. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean it, it's incredible. It's incredible. So I tell you what, let's take a break. We'll come back and let's run over some uh, some of that other stuff. Shannon, I think you're right. I think we got some good stories we need to at least touch on. Uh, obviously, I, I need to. One. I, I got to refresh my beverage. Yeah, I bet I know which one which one you're going, man. Uh-huh. Where you going with that one? I need to refresh my beverage. I'm going to do that. Salute uh, the clock. Yeah, Harry Carey would undoubtedly appreciate us, and so would Theo Epstein. Uh, Epstein, excuse me. Uh, refreshing our beverage as well, given his post game interview. Jesus. On a bender. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who cares? He's going straight to Cooperstown, right? I mean, uh, brother, Cooperstown. That man does not have to buy a single beer for the rest of his life in Chicago and Boston. Dude, I'm already feeling the effects of these beverages. I'm already struggling with the words. <laughs> I'm like, er, er. Anyway, that's okay. You know what? Just that's refill fine. your beverage. I'm just going to refill it. it. We're just going to run with it. If I get some words wrong along the way, who cares? <laughs> that's half the fun, sir. Half the Ooh. fun. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, sorry, Mark. That's gimmick infringement on my part. Sorry. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't steal those woo. Don't steal those woo. Don't steal those woo. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll be right back in just a moment with the sports. You can find us all over the place. Uh, obviously, keywords are sports and brew. We know you love both, which means that you should love us. It's just the deal. Follow us, fellas. You can follow us on Podbean, but certainly on iTunes and uh, Stitcher Radio and Google Play. I had to re-register that one for whatever reason. Something was broken with it, but I did fix that. Uh, but again, keywords of sports and brew, man. You know, have have a little fun, and if you want to do a, a favor and a flavor, uh, let somebody else know about us, man. Always trying to grow the thing, uh, and uh, yeah, just have a little fun. Anyway, anyway, we'll be back in just a momento. Woo, <laughs> woo. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes. We are back, and not only are we uh, apparently just mired in the celebration of the World Series for the Cubs, which look, man. 107, 108 years, whatever in the making. It's a lot of fun. But we're also celebrating the one and only D-Stad, who none of us probably figured would get married in 108 years. Lord knows here he is. So, you know, that that's I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> we got to have some. stone cold face right now. He's not even uh, a smile. He, I know. He's got his poker face on. I'm impressed. Like, I he threw, threw me a curveball. He's just like. I was like, can he not hear any audio for a moment? What happened? <laughs> but uh, that's okay. Like, so a couple things. We were joking around before we came back on. Uh, number one, I want to thank, uh, you know, I like how, I like the reenactment of the 49ers-Ravens uh, Super Bowl where the lights went out. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> 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 nice sports touch. And also a uh, double dap for Megan uh, with her, uh, you know, vows being so funny about <laughs> – uh, oh adopting your sports teams. That was really funny. That was great. The, the, yeah, the, the, kudos I, to her for that I didn't one. know that was coming. That, that was very well played by her. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that was pretty well hilarious. But, you know, really, quite frankly, Shannon, I think that's when, when the lights went out. It's probably when you had to do your uh, friend intervention there, huh? Oh. <laughs> I, I was getting worried there for a minute because as I'm walking to get some more drinks, I look over to my right, and there is one donkey who we know likes the older women, <laughs> talking to Mark's mom. <laughs> no. No. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, just, man. They're like, uh-oh. <laughs> this is not good. Well. 
Holy cow! <laughs> Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! <laughs> I, I very much appreciate that you were on guard for me because yeah, if that, that had gone, you know, any many more minutes, I'm guessing you would have. I know you would have stepped in, and I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, and and I think your 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 dad kind of walked over to and grabbed your mom and took her on the dance floor at that's, that point. That's, that's good. Well, that was a very good move by your dad. Um, obviously, Donkey, <laughs> as we know, loves the Cougars. Yeah, he does. He does. It's not talking Greatest! about Washington State or whatever it is. <laughs> we should also make make fun of the fact that before the wedding, he broke his tie, and about three hours into the reception, he busted a hole in the middle of his pants. So that's pretty great too. So he <laughs> look, he was so excited about all the older women there. He literally busted his nuts, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently, oh, the hell he even did that? I don't, I don't even know. Dude, dude, look, 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 look. Uh, it, 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 we had broken ties. Mark didn't even have his tie, and he That's ended still up. Never found. It, it, just ne- it was never found. <laughs> That's crazy. Mark lost his socks. He he gave us all like custom groomsman socks or whatever. Um, I think, well, I think I just left it. I left it as a home. They're yeah. they certainly still here. Well, but, no, yeah. but that was funny, right? You're like, you gave us all yeah, socks. Yeah, like, mine had Mr. Per- I laughed. Mine had Mr. Perfect on them uh, with <laughs> nice. a, a dude vacuuming or whatever. Uh, donks had, a- I think Donks had asshole on them. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was, was pretty great hilarious. Because like the way that his pants like went down it was just basically like the little bit of sock that was exposed just said asshole right there, which was great. <laughs> nice. That was pretty funny, man. That 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 was well played. <laughs> that was a nice little touch of uh, you know, we we like a little silly humor. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then Mark gave me. I had a pack of gum that said eat shit. So <laughs> that, but but he knew I would I would crack up on that. And oh, he was yeah. right. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. But I, I liked the socks. But it was funny because Mark got, got got us these you know socks, and then he forgot his own pair, uh, and then he didn't have his tie, and then Donk's tie broke. I mean, there was all this randomness, and you know, it, it was like one of those like it just kind of lined up because uh, I I stayed at the different hotel. The first night I crashed with Mark's brother, uh, and then the second. Who, by the way, Mark, you got to tell your brother to stop it with the axe, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's that stuff blows up the room, man. It's like it's like oh, too much. Yeah, it's like a, a little spritz of axe. I mean, you might as well have just cranked a fat stack of ass in there. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's like it's the ass effect. It is not what you want. You know what I mean? It's the ass effect. It's not good. That's about valid, valid point. It was All like right. it was nose pollution. And so, like uh, the first time he did it, I'm like, oh my god, dude, it's crazy. And he's like, what are you talking about? And then there was some somewhere along the line, he left and came back into the room. He's like. Oh wow, that stuff does does smell really strong. I'm like, yeah, bro, <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I was being serious. <laughs> I was not kidding. This stuff is insanely strong. It's nuts, man. But uh, anyway, I forget where the hell I was going now. Oh, oh, oh now I remember. So, I, but I stayed at a different hotel the next day, and I got dressed. I was wearing, you know, I had my tux on, and all this crap was happening with, I don't know, socks and underwear and ties or whatever. Our text messages are blowing up. And I walk over there, and I run into Shannon. Shannon was getting to the hotel as I had walked from our, the other hotel. I was walked over, dressed up in my tux. People are probably like, is that Penn walking around the streets? Uh, I'm surprised nobody stopped me. But, uh, hey, Penn, you're looking pretty good there, bud. <laughs> 
But I uh, walked over and there was Shannon, man. I was like, oh, yo, what's up, bro? I was like, hey, man, you got an extra tie? <laughs> and so we ended up getting Mark, bailing Mark out of this tie sh- scenario, which uh, there were some other fallback ties as well. But I thought it was kind of nice that um, you and got not the- just any tie. No, Justin. he got like the hat trick of ties because uh, when uh, Sarah and I got married, I did this green tie. Um, and we didn't like, I just told, you know, everybody just to wear Navy suits or whatever, but we did like the tie thing was kind of our piece. Um, and it was just really nice. That's just a really cool, good looking green tie. But it, anyway, yeah, my last name is green, so it works out, but, uh, no, it's a good looking tie. And so I thought it was funny that that tie went through my wedding and then, uh, Shannon Ward again at Ian Reagan's wedding. And then, lo and behold, we bail Mark out of this issue, and he wears it at his wedding. So that tie is that's a that's a good tie, man. They hit the trifecta. That's yeah. fantastic. That's pretty sweet. The trifecta. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, man. Nice, nice. job. <laughs> there you Thank go. You. Look at that, I mean, man. It's a great tie, and I mean the, the the colors for our wedding were purple and black. So, like initially, what it was was. Uh, you and the other groomsmen were wearing black ties, and I was rocking a purple tie. So they grabbed purple ties, but we we put that on when we were waiting for our shuttle. And I was like, "No, nah, it looks fantastic. Yeah, we're gonna rock this." It did. Looked, it, it did look great. really good with the gray tie. It looked mm-hmm. really nice with the gray tie, and it complemented the rest of the colors. But it, it ended up setting you off, so it worked out really well. Absolutely. Uh, no, that was a lot of fun, man. That was a lot that was of fun. Fantastic. So those that, that good times. But uh, yeah. Other than I'll tell you what, what uh, real quick, Justin. Yeah. And, what I normally do is when I have like somebody's wedding who's gone very well, who who's a great friend, and uh, you know like their marriage is going well, I will usually take something that I wore to another person's wedding and wear it to the other person's wedding just for good luck. How about that? Mm-hmm. Look at you all. And that's you know simply what I will do. Like I had another buddy's you know wedding where I had a tie or trousers or something he made us buy. And I'll wear those just to for good luck to another person's wedding, just because. So just fate had it that I would wear the tie that I had at your wedding <laughs> and E's wedding. Random. Bring it to Mark's. Yeah, look at that. And then, you know, come in for the save. I was a roldest Chapman that night. <laughs> you were. <laughs> you were. Who knew? Although I would have given you the tie regardless. Yeah, either yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, I, I, I was... Sh- Shannon's our closer. Who knew? It was. He was the closer <laughs> and, and, and saved the day. And, uh, oh, man, it was outstanding times. It was, that was great save. And uh, it was great to have everybody there. Great to have the brew there. I think we got some, some what? really good brew pictures. We'll definitely enjoy once those professional pictures come in. We got some great, you know, just regular pictures. But, oh, yeah. Uh, got the I cannot right. wait to so see what is So what does that make from? us? So Shannon's the closer. Or, or Shannon had the save. Like, how does that work out for the rest of us? Right, Mark, were you like the starting pitcher? Like, how do we how do we sort that out? Were you the catcher? Like, no, Megan. Megan, I guess technically would be the catcher at the end of the night. But <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little, little, little pitch and catch, man. Right, if we're like, if we're rocking it somehow, it's like the the wedding wedding edition lineup. You yeah, said I guess I'd be the starting pitcher. Balls. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so long as long as you didn't get the early hook we're I mean, okay uh, i'd like to, i'd like to go ahead and voice that i really don't want or need any relief pitchers or closers <laughs> with my wife catcher so i guess i gotta i gotta go complete games sorry 
Hey, where are the, the white women at? <laughs> God, that could, that could mean so many things now. All right, this is just this is bad. What's this is just bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no busting. No. The situation. I saved the wedding. That's all. <laughs> oh man. You, you don't taste me, not... bro. <laughs> don't taste me, bro. Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, that felt good. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I can't beat you either. <laughs> oh. You look a little good there, dude. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Whew. We needed a little little interlude there. It, it's do. okay. Uh, it's like, I mean, do you think the Spider-Man thing would be funny to try to share? I don't know if it'd be too complicated. That, that's to share. one. That's one that it. I just don't know that it makes enough sense to people. But it, in in the long and the short of it is, uh, you know, Mark who apparently well, loves. I, I, I can tell it really quick. Oh well, well, knock it out. I, I think if we, if we just you say yeah, it's not worth battle about. I, I, no, I, okay. You're right. It may not translate. So for the cake tasting um, before the wedding. Um, Myself, uh, my wife Megan, and her mom and aunts all went together, and just I felt like it was a silly joke when they brought out one cake. I jokingly asked, "Oh, did we lose Mark?" I, I just, oh, there he is. As an incredibly silly and stupid joke, um, I didn't realize that apparently with her family, if something like that gets gets latched onto as something, it becomes a thing that's basically now kind of going to stick with me forever. So when we sh- I showed up to the you know rehearsal and everything Friday, her aunts had a Spider-Man pen for me to put on. Uh, they got me a, a groomsman cake, this huge cake that I don't even know if everybody got to see. Um, but uh, there was a whole Spider-Man cake. Oh, I didn't and, see that. Uh-uh. No, I, I, gotta be, I hopefully we got pictures of it. I think we did. Uh, I'm sure we did. But um, yeah, Spider, me and Spider-Man are a thing now. And uh, so anyway, during his groomsman speech, because this this hadn't been a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. Now it is a thing forever. And hey, hey, don't forget but, you got, when we went out to brunch that morning. <laughs> we went out to, to, to brunch. I thought in case I ran into her on, I thought she'd appreciate it. I, I put the pen on one more time. Uh, our waitress at the uh, brunch uh, asked me if it was my birthday. I said no. Uh, but another waitress walked by. I was like, oh, you're, you love Spider-Man. I can't believe she didn't get you your, your coffee and our Spider-Man mug. So let me get you our Spider-Man mug. <laughs> brought me a new, uh, oh, that's new, awesome. A uh-huh. new cup of coffee and Spider-Man mug. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've got nothing against the guy. but he, I really am not a Spider-Man fan, but now apparently I'm the biggest Spider-Man fan ever. You just didn't and even so, know. Anyway, uh, just because it was on the on the fly, uh, Donkey uh, did a great job throwing into his best man speech. That's um, that's you know uh, I am the hugest Spider-Man fan in the world, and and he just worked that well into the middle. And right as he said that, Justin just let out a huge guffaw that you know just like, cracked up in the middle of the reception. You could hear that everywhere. It was it's pretty. Uh, well, <laughs> see, was, part of it is Donkey's that that was this dry deadpan delivery, man. I mean, oh yeah, it was killing oh, me and. That's one of those things that, like, everybody, like, Sarah was like, are you okay? <laughs> what is wrong with you? 
Did you? Did, what did you do? Are you? What is? Like, how much did you drink? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's really funny <laughs> because he doesn't actually like Spider-Man, but their family thinks he does. <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's like one of those things that, you know, for anybody that missed out on all of it, it's one of those semi-inside jokes. But it, it, oh, yeah. in the moment, the way the donkey delivered it. It was not only what he said, it was how he said it, and the fact that nobody in that, virtually nobody in that tent got it, right. <laughs> like I did, and I was dying. I was <laughs> dying. And it, I mean, I, I was standing up, and I ended up, like, crouching down, like, laughing, and I mean, like, I hurt. <laughs> I I laughed so hard that I hurt, and people oh, were like, yeah. people were like, what is wrong with that dude? And I'm just, like, dying. That was fantastic. <laughs> So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you can, you know, that that moment that you enjoyed it because I know that you oh. did. Nobody else may have, but I know that you did, and Donkey very, very undoubtedly so. did. We 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 have, we have somebody somebody did take a video of of the best man speech. So I I, I didn't have this the sound up very loudly when I was listening to it or watching the first time. So I got to do it a second time to see how well we can hear you uh, at that moment. But, yeah. yeah, so ridiculous. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, fun times, man. But you know, again, that, that's what you want, man. When when you get everybody together to celebrate, you have you know you have some of those jokes and some of those moments, some of those heartfelt things, and then you just kind of have some fun with it. But I'm just glad that you know I didn't have any like I didn't have any goats around me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I may have kind of sounded like a goat when I was laughing, though. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. Uh, all, all I'd say in, in, in summary, <laughs> and this I don't know, it might be a random spot to do it, but just to say yeah, that, like, it's all good. Yeah, you know, Megan and I aren't, aren't, we're not religious people. We're not all that serious. We just wanted to have a big party with our, all our friends, a huge celebration. I couldn't have asked for more. Again, I'm thrilled that you guys were there and that everybody was there. And, you know, I, it was all a blur. It went very fast, but it was amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm crazy thankful for everybody who was there and for everybody who shared love from afar. Sports brew wise and otherwise, I so grateful, so happy. It was amazing. You know what? Tip of the glass and salute, brother. Yeah, very much, very much. Thanks. Mm. Hey, salute the clock. Salute the clock, dude. I've got some. I've got. I think my third uh, captain and coke here. So if I mispronounce, <laughs> if I call it Cooper Town again, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of Super Mario Brothers, man. Cooper Town, Cooper Town. That's all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> If I can't pronounce the, uh, you know, if I can't get his name right, who cares? Andre Garud Garad Garad Garud. So what? <laughs> <laughs> the Chicago Coobs. It's all good. <laughs> Kill the curse. <laughs> who cares? But anyway, uh, very refreshing beverage, this old Captain and Coke. But you know me. Shannon, what you got, bro? Dude, I am rocking the Stone Farking Wheaton Woot Stout. See, I, I wouldn't even try to pronounce that right now. Uh, <laughs> what he said. Our, our uh, resident, Mr. Giggity Giles, recommended this yeah. one to me. Hit the spot. It's good stuff. It is mm. phenomenal. It's it's 13%, good. so it's nice. a slow sipper, but it's tasty. Yeah, buddy. Randy, what you got, bro? I just went simple. The Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Sometimes it's good to go basic, you know, to the mm-hmm. point. Straight up, Mark. What are you uh, rocking there with, married man? I'm rocking, rocking one of my favorites, good old Magic Hat number nine. That's a solid. Um, I don't think you've had that one on the podcast in a while. 
Yeah, I haven't. You know, I, I have We had some leftover from the from the uh, wedding. Uh, what was funny is that you know I didn't even think about it during the wedding. Not that not that there would have been a lot of time for me to, but or during the reception. But like I didn't have a single single one of my beers that I I selected at the reception. I didn't have a single beer. What I know. Wow. All I know is that I may as well have had an IV of that mixed Tuaka drink that you had. <laughs> I drank a lot of those, bro. I'm, I'm glad that was that was absolutely delicious. They ran out, Damn by the tasty. way. They ran Speaking out of it. IVs. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they ran out of it. We we mm-hmm. dr- we drank them out of that Tuaka drink. They ran out of Tuaka. <laughs> wow. And then uh, at the end, I think I was drinking Beam Beaming Pepsi or Beaming Cokes at the very end. Because uh, the Tawaka was gone, dude. They ran out of that. That was done. That's funny. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, now, you, drink, now it, it was it was actually tasty. It was like a, a Tawaka infused Moscow mule. It was really good. Yes, yeah, they called it Tawaka mule. For anybody who wants to try it, it's just simply um, ginger beer, Tawaka, and a lime. Um, stir it up. It's just it's delicious. Put put in uh, double the amount of ginger beer that you put the Tawaka or whatever you want. But <laughs> depends on how relaxation. Huh. <laughs> Shannon was going to say something about needing an IV. Oh, yes. This uh, Chicago Cubs fan who just, in 1984, just said, okay, I'm going to put this one beer away. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that was great. And when the Cubs win the World Series, I'll break it out and drink it. And it's a Coors Original. That can't. Dude, it's that old school. It's not even a normal can that we're used to. It's those, with this old weird tear-off tab or whatever. 32-year-old mm-hmm. can of beer. Broke it out, drank it. No, he didn't drink it. Oh, he didn't drink no, it? No, he didn't drink it. You know, the dude in the video, his son goes, that smells like hell. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't drink. He opened, drank it. I didn't realize he did. Yeah, no, he opened it up. They poured it into a cup. And it yeah, looks like, that. yeah, it looks like beer. And uh, the son had him pose with it, you know, pretending like he was drinking out of the can. But I mean, it's an old school can. But the son was the, the son like stuck his uh, nose or whatever the job in, just said, "Smells like hell. <laughs> don't 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 drink it, Dad, or whatever." So uh, that would t- that would take some. Uh, you'd have to be a brave soul. That sounds like a bad D stat bet. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, I tell you what, man. I've got some. Um, it may not be as bad as that beer. I've got like some uh, cans of Coke from the last time the Redskins won the Super Bowl in 1991. I still, I uh, three of them for whatever reason sprung a leak. I don't. They went Titanic and they just went down. I don't know why. Um, but I have two or three cans left. And like it, it long, when I was a little kid, when I was because like, I I don't know 91, so I was like 14 or whatever. I was like, yeah, I'll drink one the next time they win. At this point in my life, I am sure as hell not drinking that can of Coke when they win. I'll open one, but I'm sure as hell not drinking that thing, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You can save the retro stuff for like the Harry Carey beer commercials, which also was fantastic. Oh, man. Phenomenal. Let's see. Oh, man. Let's see. Oh, the video you're trying to watch is unavailable. F you for the win. What? Nah, we're going to fix that. I like how they stuck a jersey on that Harry Carey statue. By the way, it's pretty <laughs> sweet. Hold on, here we, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this commercial right. I like the little extra theme music just for good measure. For you. 
I don't feel like that was the actual commercial, but anyway, they threw, they did have this really cool vintage retro commercial with him. I thought that was pretty fantastic. Uh, they had another one the other, a few weeks ago. I saw with uh, John Madden, like back when he was a coach of the Raiders. You know what I mean? And it, they had him like break through this piece of like random piece of paper with the with the beer. I, I, I think it was a middle light commercial. I thought it was great. <laughs> I think those commercials are nice at this point. You know what I mean? Like the vintage commercials are kind of cool. For whatever reason, absolutely, I have no problem with them totally breaking out an old school retro commercial. But uh, yeah, Shannon, I was trying to pull, I was trying to find the article with that dude with that ancient old can of beer, so I could double check it. But because uh, I watched it, he did not, he did not drink that thing. But they definitely, uh, you know, pulled, pop the tab, or pulled the tab, or pop the top, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, just uh, Google uh, Cubs fan drinks thirty two year old beer. Yeah, I mean, there's a big, it be pretty, pretty, pretty skinny beer by now. That was some super duper 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 skanky beer. Oh, I'm sure. Well, it's Coors anyway, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're already starting off bad, but. You are starting off bad. For 32 well, years. Whew. Woo. It's a big no. bunch of, that's a big bunch of I will crust. tell you, and I'm going to go in a different direction here really quickly. Yeah, no, um, that's cool, man. Go for it, bro. Probably the one that tore at the heartstrings the most, uh, and there were two, two of them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the fan from North Carolina who drove all the way up to Indianapolis oh, there it is. and listened to the game, game seven, at his father's grave. Yeah, that was that was yeah. the old tearjerker, man. That one, that one just it just shows you how much it really meant to the fans. And then you had um, the ESPN interview. With Joe Madden when he pulled out his dad's cap. The Angels cap. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he put it on and he couldn't even really finish the interview. He just said thank you to the interviewer and gave him a hug. Because he, he was just in tears. And it's just, I know football is like king right now. But you still kind of see the Americana in baseball. Especially with the Cubs winning their first World yeah. Series in 108 years. All these fans and what it meant to them and just hearing those little stories just brings that human element into yeah the uh, forefront I, I just thought those were a couple of really great stories no the, the one with the uh the, at the cemetery that was pretty cool pretty crucial uh I, I did pull that up and uh here's a little blurb from it uh north carolina man drove back home to indiana to keep a decades-old promise to his father wayne williams drove in for the game seven of the world series the gate was open, he says as he drives in. He's not at the ballpark. He's watching it with his dad. Got a W flag. Not supposed to fly until after the actual win, Williams said, going over his supplies. His dad, also named Wayne Williams, was waiting for him. Quote, I talked it out with my boys forever. I let them know that I, I told my dad we had a pact. When the Cubs, not if, when the Cubs got into the World Series... We would make sure we listen to the games together, Williams said. Look, Dad, here's your son, keeping his part of the bargain. And this this uh, WTHR, wherever they happen to be, had this piece on them. And so this, this gentleman set up, um, it's a military section of the Greenwood Forest Lawn Cemetery, and it was an all-day drive to get there from North Carolina. Oh, uh, yeah. His dad was a Navy veteran, died at age 53 in 1980. 
he was a signalman in uh, World War II. He was at Normandy, D-Day. Uh, he hadn't even turned 18 yet. And uh, his son said it may have been the Navy that made his dad a, a Cubs fan. Um, he said, quote, I think it was because when he was at boot camp at Great Lakes, he probably went to some games because Wrigley's brought the guys out there for these things, and it was the closest thing to big-time baseball he'd ever seen. And he talked about how his dad was a Loyal's Cub fan, uh, loyal Cubs fan, and I uh, just talked about that stuff. I mean, and and they just have pictures of this guy sitting in a chair at his dad's grave with a W flag on the back. You know, I mean, think about that. I mean, that's amazing. Let me tell you something, Justin. Mm-hmm. And that's funny you say that. When I went to boot camp, was the summer of '98 mm-hmm. when Sosa and McGuire were doing the home run thing. Yeah. And when Sosa hit the hit the home run, mm-hmm. or I think it was McGuire broke it first, right? Was it McGuire that broke it first? Because I know yeah. it was neck and neck, but I think McGuire ended up breaking it first. And they had this just huge announcement. And they were like, Mark McGuire just broke the single season home run record. And then like a few days later, Sammy Sosa, it was just back and forth. And like... You don't really at boot camp get to hear a lot of the outside world, yeah, because you're being broken down and built back up in whichever branch of military you're uh, being brought up in. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would make those announcements, like they would be like, "Oh my gosh, you know, McGuire's up to this, Sosa's up to this," and it was just the crazy home run chase and. But, you know, just saying that that guy was from Great Lakes and how he became a Cubs fan, I, I wish I had the opportunity to go see a Cubs game that year. That would yeah. have been just amazing. That would have been pretty awesome. I like this uh, This part of the end of this particular article. And the station asked Wayne if he thinks Big Wayne is up there following the game with him. And the guy said, quote, knowing him, no, he was a hellraiser, baby. He was a hellraiser. as soon as the cubs won wayne stood there quietly and said we did it then he placed the w flag next to big wayne's grave marker i mean it's just there's so many just incredible stories um there's some that are incredibly bad like the indians fan that you know got the Chief Wahoo tattoo beside the Cavaliers logo, 2016 champs. There's always one of those guys, uh, and that, that's always laughable. Um, yeah. There was uh, Kurt Autry had a, a post with uh, Jim Mo- uh, Mowry or Mowry, not quite sure the correct pronunciation of the guy's names, but he was actually at the last Cubs World Series game at Wrigley in 1945. Dude still had the ticket stub, and he uh, obviously made it back to this one. Uh, single ticket price on StubHub was three thousand six hundred fifty bucks in nineteen forty five. That ticket for a box seat was seven dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> Man, so he spent a little bit more this time around, <laughs> but he got but he got to do it. And um, there's just you know the, when this is like one of those things that there's just so many stories. Uh, ABC Seven in Chicago had a picture of a hundred and eight year old Mabel Ball. Living long enough to celebrate two Cubs World Series. Wow, a hundred and eight. So she, you know, I mean, to be on the grand, she did, she, um, she's certainly not remembering the first one because she was a newborn. Yeah, <clears throat> but to be alive to cover that span of time, I mean, that that's pretty incredible. 
that, that's you know, an incredible I mean, life right there. Yeah, I mean, ESPN had a graphic, and I think they posted it on Instagram, if I remember correctly, and it was something like, you know, at the time of the Cubs' last World Series win in 1908, uh, yeah, I found it. Uh, there were only 46 states. Sliced bread had not been invented. The Titanic had not been built. The NFL, the NBA, the ABA, and the NHL did not exist. Wow. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's like crazy, dude. <clears throat> that is absolutely bananas. And there's just, there's so many stories. I mean, you know, uh, when when you look at people, there's another one I pulled up. Let me see if I can find it really quickly. Uh, Craig Sager finally won his $1,000 preseason bet on the Cubs. <laughs> Apparently, he's been sticking a thousand bucks on them every year since 1981. <laughs> you know, so he finally made good on that one. Uh, obviously, we talked about the uh, the the grandfather cracking open a 32 year old beer. That was pretty sweet. You can definitely find that one. Uh, that's that's kind of fun. It's just it's so much random stuff. You got all the uh, the Cubs fans leaving green apples on Harry Carey's grave. That was that was you know pretty fun. And you get the sound bite. Too bad we couldn't have had a victory that meant a pennant. But that will come. Sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in a World Series. He was right. And I don't know that he knew that his gravesite was going to have green apples all over it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he knew that, but, uh, you know, that's okay. Green apples and ham, Sam I am. That's right. And uh, incidentally, for anybody that didn't realize this, the uh, World Ser- uh, the World Series celebration uh, for the Cubs, they uh, they estimate uh, Fox Thirty Two News estimates that uh, officials well, had had a report, but uh, officials estimate that five million people showed up to the Chicago Cubs parade and rally on Friday, making it the seventh largest gathering in human history. Wow. I mean, how insane is that? Five million. Five million people, dude. Yeah. Wow. And they they listed some of this other stuff in here. Like, one's a pilgrimage in India. One's a festival in in Iraq. uh, One's a funeral of somebody in India. uh, Another funeral in Iran. And, like, a a pope gathering in the Philippines. And then World Youth Day. And, I mean, there they are. Chicago Cubs, World Series celebration. Five million people. That's a lot of people, bro. That's a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, the pictures are absolutely um, just amazing looking at that stuff. Did you see, like, uh, when they opened the gates this morning and, like, all the people started running? Uh Uh-uh. No, I I haven't seen that video. Check. Go to our Twitter. I I retweeted it. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I'll pull that up. And it's literally, like, they open up the gates and the people just start running. It's it's, it's just unbelievable. Believable. Well, you know, as a Cubs fan, yeah, <laughs> circle of life, baby. How many babies are going to be born nine months from now? Oh, dude, I'm putting the over <laughs> under at like five thousand. I mean, they better they better be prepared to staff those hospitals up proper. <laughs> Eight and a half Ooh. months. Here's a word of advice. <laughs> Ready? Partic- next year. Everybody's yeah. working triple shifts. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like for real. <laughs> You're gonna need triple shifts to deal with all that, man. It's gonna be absolutely bananas, dude. 
was trying to find this one thing. And, you, you know, I guess technically you might need triple shifts if you're going to have uh, – I, I like this one article. Uh, headline, fart blamed for fire that seriously burned woman during surgery. <laughs> That's so terrible, but – Holy cow, that's such a sports brute Oh article. my god, can you imagine cranking out a fart that lights you on fire during the middle of surgery? I mean, I hope that woman's okay. I think she was in Japan. I, I did too, I, yeah, yeah, Tokyo Medical University. But, you know, if, if, if you're lighting yourself on fire with a fart in the middle of surgery, you're doing it wrong, man. I, oh, I see. Yeah, here's the video. Oh, I see. The, <laughs> that would be you. That would be you as a crotchety. Don't pull my secondary yeah. surgery, and I will not fart. Okay. That would be you as a crotchety old man, probably during a colonoscopy. Hey, doc, pull my finger. <laughs> that fart would be like the floodgates of Cubs fans, right at this thing right here, man. <laughs> They'd be. <laughs> they would totally be breaking free. <laughs> Yeah, that that well, technically, I, I guess if you're surgery, the huh? patient did let it go. Hey, technically, I think that was more like let it blow. Still, <laughs> well, she couldn't hold it back anymore. That's for sure. My God. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I guess you gotta go, you gotta go. Could it be like, instead of the Ghostbusters, could it be like the, let's see, Crop Dusters? Could it be like that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Shannon knows all about that. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you gonna pull? <laughs> Crop Dusters! <laughs> You're welcome, Shannon. I'm glad I could ruin yet another song for everybody. <laughs> Anyway, oh my god, I was trying to find that one article. I can't find that one story, so I guess we're just gonna skip it. But uh, incidentally, they also dyed the river blue. The Chicago River, man, they dyed that thing blue. Yeah, they did. That's that's dedication right there, man. Hardcore, man. Hardcore. Uh, Shannon, by the way, um, how I mean, uh, Zobris, dude, how happy is that guy? Two in a row. I mean, that's that's crazy. I don't. I don't know how much he cares about the actual Camaro, but that's still pretty sweet for that dude. Heck yeah, man! So uh, realistically, for Theo um, to be the architect of those kind of things, uh, uh, y'all are more baseball guys than I am. So let's be honest about that, okay? So realistically, for him, all three of you, what, like, what, what else can that guy do? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, what el- what else can that dude do? I mean, that's like uh, baseball. I mean, that's like baseball immortality, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. Uh, when you break the, the two biggest storied curses in the history of the game, and you're the guy that was the uh, quote-unquote architect of both of those teams, uh, you pretty much get to call your own shots from here on out. Uh, How salty is Lindy, by the way? Uh, he got dude. He's got three championships and no complaints. Collapse. No, he's fine. Oh <laughs> four, oh seven, and twenty thirteen. I mean, no complaints. Plus, plus the Patriots. I mean, he's good. And and the Celtics even got one in the, in the last decade. Yeah, so. I mean, I think it's something like if if you're under, I don't know, if you're like eighteen 
or younger, you don't remember like what the sucktitude of that region of sports. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you've lived during like championship era. I mean, he's still got Belichick and Brady, so he's yeah. he's good at this Dude. point. Has, However, has, has Brady thrown a pick yet this year? By the no, way, no, he has not. Oh my god, dude! Twelve touchdowns, zero picks. Um, speaking of Boston, real quickly, um, uh, real tip of the cap to Ray Allen, aka Jesus, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Worth. He retired yeah. this week. I know he hasn't played in a couple years, but he made it official. A, a, one of the top five shots in the history of the NBA, obviously, was that three in Game Six to send it to overtime against the Spurs, uh, probably saved LeBron's uh, legacy to help him win that second title. Um, one of the best three-point shooters in the history of the league, if not the best. Uh, tip the cap to him. Yeah. Oh, that's legit, man. That's legit. Uh, Randy, before we before we dance away from this topic, because um, Mark got Mark got the walk, you know the you know what do you take away from the series? So mm-hmm. uh, I want to give you a moment. Uh, what do you take away from the series? And obviously, uh, again for you know going back to Theo and all that kind of stuff. But um, what do you walk away from with the series? I don't know. I mean, it's a lasting impression. You know, big takeaway, whatever, man. Well, Glo- glorious thoughts. <laughs> obviously, I'll agree that this is probably in my lifetime the the greatest world series i've ever seen in you know the years that i've actually paid attention to baseball it had hit all the emotional highs hit all the emotional lows i mean it was just one of those things where it's not like you know last year last year we had something similar in terms of you know the first time the mets have been in there a while but this is on such a grander scale that it's hard it, this this one will be hard to top just because of the potential storyline that could have come out for either team if oh, either sure. team had won. Because, granted, yeah, Cleveland, their drought continues, but it's the whole it's the whole thing of both of these teams for so long missing out on this this opportunity, and now the Cubs ending the drought and the curse being lifted, and now it's it seems like uh, Chicago's going on moving out of their life, and they've got a year pretty much to just. Bask in the glow of being world champions. My, my, it's, it's I mean, hell, you might as well. You had, you had over a century of being lovable losers. You know what I mean? And I'll add on to something that <clears throat> Mark hit on earlier. Yeah. Is that the Cubs did it right. They, they built it through their farm system. They built it through the draft. And you're noticing that's a trend now with a lot of teams like Houston and Kansas City even the Mets and the Nationals, they they built it through the draft, through their farm systems, and mm-hmm. going ahead and you know t- buy, bring in little pieces here and there that aren't too expensive, but they're just that one guy that maybe, like an example, bringing in Ross for uh, for the Cubs, that that one leader that can just rope in all the young guys and bring it all together. Was he the, was he uh, he was essentially Lester's catcher, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Brought in Zobrist, obviously. Yeah. You go out and get these few little pieces that they're not expensive. They're not huge superstars, but they're the guys that you need that's going to take you over the top because you got all this amazing young talent that's just. Well, Randy, that's what they call the glue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The glue that kind of brings it all together, you know? What? You know, one of the things that's interesting. Yeah. It it's uh you know you can buy talent, but you can't buy chemistry. Yes. You know what I'm saying? 
you can buy talent, and Lord knows, uh, referring, you know, referring to the Yankees. Well, yes. yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it fits for the Yankees, and it, you certainly you can see it in baseball, you can see it in football. You know, teams spend a lot of money chasing certain things, but just because you bring in talent doesn't mean you bring in chemistry. And, you know, that's where I think uh, a GM really earns his chops. You know, you get what I'm saying? I mean, certainly you can talk about coaching and, and or in baseball, the manager having a, a feel for the pulse of the team and a good read on that. And, you know, sometimes they do things you're like, what the hell, dude? But, they, you know, when it works, you go, that's brilliant. When it fails, sometimes it blows up in their face. But, you know, a, a really good GM, I think, can help assemble a team that, call it glue, call it chemistry, call it mojo, call it whatever, um, but there's more than just talent there. And then a manager can help, br- you know, the, the, the coach, the manager helps bring that together. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot of pieces that have to operate, and they got it right this year. They absolutely, not only did they finish and they, they won, but you can see, you know, you could see that they got it right with, with uh, you know, chemistry. I mean, that's an incredible thing. They got a lot of young guys that are on the cheap. Uh, I'm sure Schwarber at some point is going to get paid rather handsomely um, and, and some other dudes with that. So we'll see, you know, how long they can sustain and keep kind of that young nucleus and that core together. But, you know, again, to that, that's just part of the deal. So, you, you know, you, you sometimes you tear stuff down, you blow it up, you tank, whatever, you suck for luck, whatever. And if you do it right, then you leverage the the inexpensive pieces and the players that are coming into their prime and you round out your roster by having some veterans, having some leadership, having some young guy. You know what I mean? You have that blend across the team, and I think they did it. They did an incredible job of rebuilding and having that kind of deal. You know what I mean? And and that that they deserve. Madden deserves kudos. Uh, the organization deserves kudos. I mean that that's a that's a hard thing to do, and they managed to capture that. Um, and usually there's a window, uh, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, or the MLB, there's a window of time when you build a, when you build a team and build a roster that way, you have a window. So I'll be curious to see what else they do. And it would be really funny in some level, you know what I mean? It would be really funny if they went from lovable losers to like a short period dynasty and then people started to hate them because <laughs> it could happen. You know, this they year, could. I don't know that anybody hated the other than Indians fans. I don't think anybody hated the Cubs. But if they happen to be like the dominant force for the next three or four years, people will be like, "Man, go away, <laughs> go back to losing again, you jack wagons." Yeah, it's just what the sports world does, you know. Now, let me ask you guys a question. Yeah, the feel I got from watching that game, mm-hmm. just I was not on either side. I was actually just kind of rooting for the Cubs just a little bit more, just because it was 108 years versus whatever it was for a long the Indians. time, brother. And Cleveland had just won a title. Yeah, plus there was Back uh, to the Future. I mean, come on, there's like, uh, <laughs> there's a uh, what? What Trump? Er, Biff Tannen or whatever. <laughs> Didn't it seem like, even <laughs> though Cleveland lost, it wasn't that upsetting? Uh, you know, I, I think that depends on if you're an Indians fan. Okay. Because it didn't even seem like they were that upset. Because it just seemed like they had just gotten. And now I'm sure there are plenty of them that are upset, like the dude that cold clocked the Cubs fan in the parking lot. Well, you're always going to have the jack wagon. <laughs> Who's that dude? Who's that dude that's on uh, with the really big ears? That's on the NFL Network. Um, he fills in for different radio hosts. I think he does red zone stuff. Andy, no. 
Andrew Siciliano. Andrew Siciliano. He filled in for somebody today, maybe Rich Eisen. And he he was like, I'm an Indians fan. I'm not happy. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to cheer for the Cubs. I'm not reading from the script. I'm not giving the narrative. I'm not happy for y'all. <laughs> I'm an Indians fan. <laughs> that sounds like Siciliano. Yeah, you know what I mean? I was just like... Yeah, he he's trying not to be salty, but he's a little bit because it it's like it's hard to hate that moment. You know what I mean? It's hard yeah, to he, hate it, but he co-hosted on uh, Fox Sports Radio with uh, Tony Bruno for a little while. They were funny. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, half the battle is just getting to the World Series in general. And oh, sure. If, and you know, if your team doesn't even doesn't win it, at least you're there. You you know you you've accomplished something that a lot of teams don't get to accomplish, bro. They didn't have their top two pitchers and their best hitter, and they still got there. I mean, you got Terry Francona, all that talent coming back, and probably free agents. Right. There's a very good chance we will see Cleveland and Chicago again next year. And let me tell you something. I want to see Cleveland win. Yeah? Because in 2018, I want to see the tiebreaker. You want the because three if they put on a show next year like they did oh, this man. year, can you imagine what kind of show they would put on the following year? Oh, Lord. Dude, you're asking I mean, for I know a lot. you guys are Mets fans, and you'd rather see the Mets. And they will be there with their starting pitching coming back. But, man. Yeah. That would, I, I'd pay money to see that. I guess I we'll have to wait and see what I happens. Yeah, I don't know about the hat trick. I don't know about the hat trick. We'll see. We'll see. Let's, let's enjoy. Let's enjoy this year for right now. There you but go. I, I I feel like the likelihood that both teams make it back next year is amazingly low. Yes, I agree. I mean, they don't, just, no injuries and yeah. Agency. I mean, other randomness. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I wouldn't put money on that. But uh, let's be honest, I wouldn't mind a rematch. I wouldn't hate. Rematch would be fun. I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't hate on a rematch, man. Any capacity. Any capacity. Mark, did you go to sleep? No, sir. <laughs> He's been enjoying his brew. He's just hanging out. That's all good, man. His brew and his woo. I do like the uh, the, the this headline about the um, all the Chicago Cubs fans in downtown, uh, you know, down in Chicago. And the headline just said, this Cubs fan stampede looks like a zombie invasion. I like that one. That's pretty fantastic. By yeah. the way, fellas, I have to ask this question. Yeah, yeah. For not having recorded for two to three weeks. It's been a while. Were we able to shake off the rust? Shannon, you're a dickhead. <laughs> I think that answers your question right there, Shannon. <laughs> I hope your colonoscopy doctor pulls your finger. <laughs> I really do. Oh, from what I understand, I really do. Need to pull his finger. Yeah. Just give me some coffee. They'll take care of it. I hope that's what you sound like during your colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> Fly the W, baby. Butt plugs go what? (laughs) Anyway, 
All right. See, that's that's bad. That's when we go off the rails and we say something really stupid, and then hey. it gets, and then it gets all jacked up. That's what happens. Uh oh. Well, I was just gonna say, man. I know we we uh, we we got off the rails as as, as we, we were prone oh. to do, and I, I figured yes. we we were clearly we, we got to be sneaking up on a wrap up a clock. We, so we I, are. I, we are. I was gonna because I have to say, you know, live tonight. So tonight is in our Friday night starting time. Yes. The LA Lakers at home. Mud stomps the Golden State Warriors tonight <laughs> by twenty. That's impressive. I wouldn't have yeah, an impressive it, streak ended tonight too. Did, Steph did not have a single single three. Really? Wow. Hundred and fifty seven straight games snapped. Was his shot just off? Yeah. Yeah, it must have been. Now gift gift for the Lakers scheduling was that the the Warriors just played the Thunder last night. So I mean they you yeah. know certainly were, you know, really up to you know take it to them and they did take it to them. But I mean the Thunder and I mean they they, they walloped the Thunder by a lot. <clears throat> but you know certainly that's uh, still a very skilled Thunder team and uh so I, I think it was a gift for the Lakers but to was get Westbrook to play them at home. there was Westbrook there in his photography gear to take pictures. That's all I want to know. <laughs> Not sure. I know. I know. I read that Durant and Westbrook avoided each other before the game, and that yeah. uh, I think there was some trash talking during the game. Not surprisingly, dude. Dude, how is it that we went this far into a podcast? We have Mark uh, relishing the Lakers whooping up on Golden State, and we have the Cubs winning the World Series, and nobody, nobody, even went in. Apparently, nobody went. Susan Boyle, <laughs> not a soul. I'm amazed about it. I'm amazed by this. Because I know E somewhere in the land of Cubs fandom. Not only during Mark's, you know, the wedding weekend did you get to enjoy the Cubs making the World Series. It then plays out that they win the World Series. And I know that Reagan was trying to get you to Chicago on that game on Saturday. And I'm cl- kind of glad you didn't make it, because that one, of all the games you could have gone to, that probably would have really ticked you off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I can just see Salty Oli, oh yeah, you know. So I'm glad that in the end, you saved, you banked that money, you didn't piss it away in Chicago. You know, the uh, I forget the score of that one, but that was rough. But I do know, I do know, all kidding aside, I do know how awesome it was for you to enjoy the Cubs, not only making it, but finishing it. I do know that you talked about all your family members that were Cubs fans that aren't alive to see this, to have, to have witnessed it. And I know that it touched you deeply. That's what she said. But I know, <laughs> I, I know, that, I know that it touched you deeply. So, friend... I'm very happy for you tonight. And uh, if I had a Cubs flag, I'd fly out in the front of my house just for you. For this brief period of time. <laughs> I would. I would. Oh my gosh, Justin. <laughs> yes. I just had a really bad song reference come into my head. What's that? You're telling me that the Cubs saved the best for last. Urgh. Wasn't that the chick that was married to Rick Fox? Vanessa <laughs> Williams? Yes. Mm, oh, right, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, there it is. Yep, yep. Vanessa Williams. All right, Shannon. Sorry. 
That's okay. Wow, this video was bad. What year was that? Let's see. 1991. Wow. 25 years old. Old school, brother. Yeah. Damn, 91. I was 13. Mark wasn't even born yet. Yeah. <laughs> that? Not for another five years. There you go. The Cubs in the World Series, man. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All kinds of randomness, man. That's there good stuff. Go. That's good stuff, dude. Feeling it. All right, well, I'll tell you what, yeah, let's, uh, we probably should shift some gears and hit wrap up a clock and start getting the hell out of here. Um, I did think it was funny, and obviously, anytime you talk about the Cubs in the World Series, you get all the Back to the Future references and all that kind of nonsense. Uh, kudos to the random dude. Somewhere, somehow, there was some guy that in his yearbook and however long ago uh, did say, uh, you know, Cubs 2016 World Series winner. You heard it here first. And I forget what year that thing was. 93. 93. Mm -hmm. So kudos to that dude. I'm pretty sure that guy got interviewed on something, and he looks like way different than his yearbook picture now. But uh, pretty sweet. Good job on that dude. Yes, Todd, you are correct, friend. Get off my lawn! That was sports brew worthy. That's right. Yes, sir. So thank you, Todd. Thank you. Thank you for the post. Good call. And Bill Murray, dude, how how much fun is that dude having? Oh my god, that dude's yeah, sauced and having a grand old time. I, I'm not as fixated on him as a lot of the. Uh, I mean, the Twitterverse was rather was all over <laughs> Bill Murray. They were. Although yes. I did think it was funny that uh, I guess he had an extra ticket and he brought some rando Cubs fan into one of the games with him. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. So kudos to them for that. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. No, no hate. No hate from that one. That's way better than the officer in San Antonio that gave a homeless oh. gave a homeless person an actual ish sandwich. Oh. Two slices of bread and some feces. Yeah. Good, oh. good job. Good Do job. Do you have the major league soundboard pulled up? Uh as a matter of fact. No, I've got Harry Doyle. Just a bit outside. But it does have this one. You know, I used to hate Parkman when he was with the A's. It's amazing how a new uniform can change your attitude about a guy. He's still a dick. <laughs> so we have that one. Yeah, that police officer, you're a dick, all right. Yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty messed up. That was, that was very messed up. Very messed up, very messed up, very messed up. Yeah, it's terrible. That is terrible. I was going to say, man, my dad was a cop for 30 years, man, and it, that's just a-holes like that. I mean, you, you don't deserve the badge. No at all it, it's it's terrible you there's there's a certain amount of honor and integrity when you put on that uniform you would hope that, john you would hope and uh yeah you, you that pos should never have another uh uniform again terrible so we got we got a couple and you're right we got a couple of things we got to burn through number one 
you knew things were going to go awry for the Indians when uh, at a Cleveland Browns football game, uh, the fans holding up the sign in the stands, they had it out of sequence. So instead of saying dog pound, it said GPO da wound. <laughs> Three panels. Only Cleveland. Three panels, and they couldn't spell dog pound right. Only in Cleveland. <laughs> they had too much to drink pregame. <clears throat> yeah, they, they were pounding. <laughs> they were they were pounding, which usually you leave that to the nasties at the Buffalo Bills. I was going to say, isn't that the Buffalo yeah, people? <laughs> they're too they're too busy slipping hands in the backside, the back cracks of people. That is a nasty fan base, man. Bills fans and sending dude. fan mail to Tom Brady on yeah. the field. Uh, you, you know what? You know what's a crazy week? <laughs> yeah, you know what's a crazy week when we don't even get to the buildo until two hours into the cop. <laughs> It's not just a dildo, baby. That's a bildo. <laughs> what the bi- hell happened to the Bills fans? I mean, it used to be the Raiders know. that were like unruly and just... over the top, but now the Bills fans have overtaken them by leaps and bounds. Dude, dude, dude. The question is how? Like, how did they smuggle that in? You know what I'm saying? Do you really want to know? <laughs> All I'm saying is, is if you watch, if you follow like busted coverage on a Buffalo Bills. <laughs> home game just just be on the lookout i mean it's not very frequently that i go to a football game and i'm like man i really wish a dildo would fly out here and land on the field nothing you know the dildo throw is great hey is that a flag oh no wait that's a dick but what was also great was like the ref not picking it up talking about tom brady (laughs) yeah the ref that dick was the ref not picking the bildo up and kicking it off the side of the field? That was hilarious. What's even more interesting is it was on Gronk's 69th career touchdown. What you know? If their defense, if their defense was a little bit firmer, maybe they wouldn't have had that issue. Yeah, if they, if their defense, had, if the if the Buffalo D had ridden to the had risen to the occasion, maybe maybe this wouldn't have been an issue. So you're saying they're a little soft? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying yeah. That 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 was kind of a limp. That was kind of a limp deal. You know what I mean? Oh my god. Oh goodness. This is all bad. This is just all. It's 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 all bad. Yeah. Oh my God, Becky! Look at her butt. It is so big. I I really need to follow up on if the bildo thrower. I thought I saw that they caught the bildo thrower. I still want to know how they smuggled it in. You'd think that security would catch that, but either it was in an orifice or it was just left out, like, in the crotch. Like, and they were like, yeah, I'm not touching that, dude. You know what I'm saying? He's packing. I'm not touching that. <laughs> I, yeah, that's just one of those things you just don't want to know. Oh, my mouse died. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, another shout out for you, bro. <laughs> Apparently. Oh. oh, it's invisible. The mouse is invisible. Yeah, there you go. And by the way, I want to thank my fantasy team for going in sync on me this week because virtually half of my roster in both leagues is on bye bye bye. 
It's crap. It's I've absolute never seen anything like it. It's absolute crap. It's your bye week. Literally, it's your bye week. It's just no fun. So dude. whatever household household things you have to do, did you whatever say, chores. Did you just say house whore? <laughs> did you just say house whore? Um, I was thinking house chores, and uh -oh. I said house whore. <laughs> so, <laughs> that it's not working for you there, Jenna. So, so if it's um, uh, I want me some. Yeah, get off my lawn. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'll stop right there. I don't know what you guys play in the house, but you know. Whatever chores you have to do this weekend, Justin. Chores. Did you accidentally throw the C on that one? Yeah, well, it is 2.41 in the morning, and I'm almost done with this Woot Stout. That's 13%. Well, I freaking God! Fair enough. All right, well, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll cross through a couple of things really quickly. Um, incidentally, I want to know if uh, Jay Ajahi can, uh, can, can get another 200-plus uh, rush yards in the game. It's insane. Kudos to him. Fourth player in NFL history to do it uh, in consecutive games. <laughs> Most people will be able to figure out some of these guys, but it's OJ Simpson in 73-76, uh, Earl Campbell in 1980, Ricky Williams, uh, you know, because he got high uh, in 2002. And uh, Randy, this one's for you. Uh, San Francisco's Pillow Soft Rundy at one point this year in a two-game span, two games, two games, friend, they allowed 562 rushing yards. Don't remind me. Yeah. That's the most since the 2006 Colts. That one's for you, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> they won the Super Bowl that year, Randy. <laughs> so, hey, look at the bright side. Saints ain't doing that. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Peyton Manning, sorry. No, nah, it was insane. I did enjoy the uh, the Falcons-Packers game. Was was pretty lively. That was pretty fun. I uh, Other than the fact they lost. Uh, I did enjoy that. I did think the challenge was pretty funny when Jordy Nelson was going for it. Uh, it was in the fourth quarter, and we were like, what the hell? They challenged him to the spot, and the next thing you know, the refs were like, ah, another 12 men on the field. It was really weird. The announcers seemed confused by that. But um, Falcons also followed up uh, sticking the Packers with that thorough ass kick kicking of the Bucks on Thursday Night Football, although I'm not sure anybody watched Thursday Night Football because we were either all tired, gassed, or still recovering from the Cubs Indians game game 7 on Wednesday night. I mean th the ratings for Thursday night football must have been absolute crap. Absolute well, crap. Speaking of ratings, game 7 World Series? Yeah. 25.1. Oh, I'm I'm sure it's huge. I th I I thought I heard earlier today that it was the uh highest rated like World Series game in 15 to 20 years. And I don't do they have final numbers in yet? I know 10 of the, the early the early stuff said that, but I'm I only heard the early numbers yesterday. Mm. And 25, I mean, you're talking that's <laughs> like AFC NFC Championship game. Yeah, I mean that's like Super Bowl that's numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that's insane. Also uh <laughs> baseball that is like Oh, well, awesome yeah. for them. Absolutely, dude. No, you got to love that. But, I mean, you had two iconic teams. I mean, you have two major franchises, iconic teams, and big, obviously huge city fan bases. And, I mean, look, you can go anywhere in the in the world and find a Steelers fan. You can probably go anywhere in the world and find a Cubs fan. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes. <clears throat> There's a couple of teams that are like that. The Cubs are one of them. Cubs are definitely one of them. Uh, uh, kudos to Dak Prescott. 
in that game against the Eagles, man. Uh, Eagles defense, for the most part, played really well. Uh, not that, not in the overtime, not defending Jason Witten, they didn't. But <laughs> I thought they played pretty well. But that's uh, that's a nice milestone game. He had a couple of throws that were definitely like, oh, yeah, it's a rookie. But Cowboys found a way to get it done. So kudos to them. I don't know that we're seeing Romo anytime soon, gentlemen. I think nope. uh, I think Romo's staying on the bench, brother. Uh, so that's obviously big kudos to Dak on that one. Uh, Raiders Bucks. I, I don't think we can talk about any football at all without giving some love to uh, uh, Derek Carr. I guess uh, you've done enough now in the league that I'll get your name right and stop calling you David Carr, uh, which is a little bit of a plus. Uh, look, dude, it was ten three bucks in the third quarter, and then it went completely bananas. Uh, Derek Carr got triggered, man, <laughs> and it just went went absolutely nuts. Touchdowns all over the place, all kinds of junk, tons of yardage. Um, you got Janikowski missing the like, random field goal. I mean, really? I mean, you wouldn't expect that dude to miss a 50-yard field goal, but he totally did. Crabtree obviously finished pretty strong. The two big takeaways from this game, A, are, are just Carr just totally crushing it, 40 of 59 for 500, 513 yards. 513. Shannon, I hope you had him active that week. I did. Good. Four touchdowns. It was the 20th 500-yard game. Uh, in NFL history, and Amari Cooper, obviously a uh, beneficiary of that. Uh, but uh, here's the thing, guys. Uh, the Raiders are 5-0 on the road, and those are all early Eastern time starts. So that's a huge deal for them. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that's kind of weird about the game is 23 penalties for 200 yards, which, <clears throat> yeah, no, it's the third highest yardage total ever. And it is, I mean, it's a record. 23 penalties is like an absolute record. Uh, although, quite frankly, friends, it's a good thing those weren't the refs at the Bengals-Redskins game because they'd still be flagging Josh Norman <laughs> if, that, if that was the case. Uh, most penalties committed in a single game, by the way. Uh, Raiders, obviously, this year, 2016-23. Uh, the 49ers in 98 with 22. The Bears in 1944 with 22. And a team that doesn't even exist anymore, the 1944 Tigers. I've heard of a lot of stuff. You know, Oddly enough, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever seen mention of the Brooklyn Tigers before. So never heard of clearly them. they sucked a bag of ass. Uh, <laughs> although maybe ESPN could have developed a new metric for them. Um, the B- BSE Express is ours, so tough tits, guys. Uh, but the 1944 Tigers, 22 penalties. So anyway, pretty fantastic uh, from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, the Raiders are going to be entertaining to follow. I don't know how good they really are, but they're definitely going to be an entertaining follow over the course of the season. Uh, I will say this about the Redskins-Bengals game. I hated the fact that I woke up, watched that freaking game. It ends in a tie. It took forever. It was the longest damn game I think I've watched in years. Mainly because I didn't get the benefit of watching the whole thing on DVR, so I had to suffer through what felt like eight hours of that freaking London game. Ends in a damn tie. Josh Norman's getting flags all over the freaking place. Uh, I think I would have preferred if the London fans had done Bildos on the freaking field, quite honestly. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I love the, the video after the game where he's like, who is official 88? He sucks. He should get reprimanded. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> but it, this is one of those things where, you know, it's just a little inconsistency with the officiating. Uh, technically, his, hand, his, you know, his technique was probably a bit sloppy in that one. I think AJ Green, I think AJ Green took advantage of uh, Norman's technique a little bit and stuck his head down. So he got a little bit of light contact. Some of those were legitimate penalties, but 
Still, five penalties, tied for the most of uh, the second most by a player in a single game since 2002. It's pretty significant. Uh, fourth quarter, you know, you get 2017 Bengals, and you, you just, it, you know, look, that, that game was not pretty. It was relatively compelling. Uh, so I did watch it. I, I think part of what made Norman pissed was not just the penalties he got, but it was Jamison Crowder almost getting freaking decapitated on that uh, 33 yard touchdown score late in the game. Um, it was a great play by Crowder, and he about got his head ripped off, and he really was right in front of a ref. I mean, a ref was within 15 feet of that guy looking at him, and his head gets bent, turned, and all this junk, and there's nothing. And I think that's part of what, what Norman was really pissed about uh, on top of perhaps some of the things he got nailed for. But, you know, it, either way, it's what it is. Redskins should have had that. They, uh, you know, Hopkins whiffed on a 34-yard field goal in OT. Oh Just ridiculous. It made me think of that completely butt suck ass uh seahawks cardinals game which i think virtually everybody would have flushed down the toilet if they could have that sucked um, by the way justin yeah i i blame the tie on amber why's that because we got home from the wedding on sunday yeah and hopkins of course kicks it as they call the timeout she goes oh oh just 34 yards he'll make this one oh and no. i looked at her and i said Thanks. jinx He's going to miss it now. There's that. There's that. Yep. So it's Amber's fault. <laughs> Thanks, Amber. Uh, so I, I did think it was funny. Um, you know, Deion Sanders was talking about this game, and he, and he <laughs> not only did Deion say he graduated magna cum laude of corners, which was bad enough, uh, <laughs> he had a few words of advice for Josh Norman. He said, don't go after the officials. I'm paraphrasing at this point. They'll be there for the rest of your career. Refs are a fraternity, and they do talk. And corners get away with more holding and pulling than is ever called. So you better apologize. I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, he also had a segment with Goldberg, which was really random seeing Dion BS with Goldberg. Because they were teammates on the Falcons in the early 90s. And I always I always yes. forget that. And he was telling this story about how Goldberg, like, I guess ran off the sideline and about beat the crap out of somebody that was messing with him. It was pretty, it, <laughs> it was pretty interesting. Uh, and again, I want to give a big F you to Mark Ingram uh, for sucking a big bag of ass, fumbling, <laughs> and getting bunched for uh, bunched, getting benched for Tim Hightower. Man, by the way, you cock. Um, also, it, it got <laughs> negative points in a league where we don't have negative points. We don't. There's no negative points in the sports league, and somehow that dickhead gets negative freaking points. How the hell do you do that? What the hell, dude. Well, Lottie freaking God! Oh, hell with it. Yeah, that's about right. It's By the way, just real quick. Negative. Negative. Yeah, there you go. Negative. Ne negative. <laughs> the get off my lawn for the last three weeks was this youth league where this one team was losing at the halftime and put in an adult in the second half to try to win the game nah, and got caught. You can't do that. Come on, man. Come on, man. You can't do that. Can't be doing that. Epic fail. Just a bit outside. <laughs> of the age range. Of the age range, my friends. Can't be doing that. Who wants a mustache ride? Look, if he's asking that, he's too old. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Negative. Yeah, negative. That's the Ingram effect. Negative. Negative points. Thanks. Freaking cock. Swear. 
fantasy football. This, this, this is the this is one of those years where I hate fantasy. You know what I mean? You have years where you love fantasy and years where you hate this fantasy. This years. is a year where I'm probably going to hate fantasy, but I can't bitch too much because like I think I double dipped last year and I think I won both leagues. I think. So, I definitely won at least one. But this is the, the I think the flip side is I'm just going to crash and burn this year. I'm going to take my team down with me. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to screw somebody else along the way, man. I know it. I know it. I'm going to knock somebody out of the playoffs or ram their parade or, you know, something. Todd, it might be you. I might take I might take a deuce on your playoff chances. You never know. Right? Entirely possible. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Gross. Uh, so, thank you. Thank you, Mark Ingram. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, and, obviously, um, we'll, we'll – we know we're in wrap up a clock, but uh, the Bildo game, uh, Patriots and the Bills. I swear, like I, I honestly, I thought of uh, not just the Bildo, but for some reason, I was thinking of Lord of the Rings, and I was like, the Adventures of Bildo Baggins. <laughs> dying, man. One Bildo to rule them all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I would say like more chores, but Shannon would mispronounce it into more whores. You know what I mean? <laughs> so one, one, one Bildo, one there, you, Shannon. There it is, Shannon. One Bildo to rule them all, and more whores. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. The good thing about alcohol is when you mispronounce words, it leads to more fun. I can see what's happening. What? And they don't have a clue. Who? They'll fall in love, and here's the bottom line. They Are use the bildo too. With all this oh man anyway <sighs> yeah they feel the love tonight don't worry for, for, for and if the they don't that, that snuck that dildo into the stadium dude, dude. did she fit one more thing inside of her oh my god <sighs> you would go there wouldn't you lord alright uh, I could not fit one more thing inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh my good. God! Who the hell cares? There it is. Okay. All right, I'm gentlemen. Off. Yeah. No, I. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Hats off. I'm cut off. You're cut off. Yeah, that's all good. All right. So on that note, I guess it's time to get the hell out of here. We had uh, some drunken fun, some shenanigans. We celebrated the Chicago Cubs. We even talked about a little football. Somehow we rammed that in at the very end. Of course we did. Lo and behold. But uh, again, raising glass to the Chicago Cubs, celebrating our very own D-Stat, Mr. Married Man, and uh, just having a fun time this uh, Freestyle Friday. So from all of us to all of you, thanks for listening and joining in. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. And I guess welcome back NBA. So, Ooh. hell well, yeah! Seven up in the morning and uh, all that good stuff. You have to be up at seven thirty in the morning. We'll have the sizzling seven up. Oh, yeah. All right, boy, I didn't hear that right. <laughs> That's okay. My ear, 
Shannon, my ears are drunk. Hey, and we're we, all drunk. It's you know, all what, good. what are you going to do? What are you, you know, that's okay. Anyway, so as always, you can find us uh, key terms. Look, man, keywords, key terms, sports and brew. Uh, just Google it, dude. You're going to find us on Facebook, on Twitter at VA Sports Brew, uh, Google Play Store, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com. Uh, a couple of different uh, you know avenues to listen to us. So crank it up, have a little bit of fun. Uh, Lord knows we try to enjoy it. So you might as well too, man. Get off my lawn! Exactly. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, not that song. I want me some glory. You like that? Damn right we like that, and damn right we like some glory hole. Yeah. Nah, no K seven right now, but anyway. Uh, so from all of us to all of you, have a great weekend. Enjoy it. And I guess the rest of us are going to crash out, get some sleep, and uh, we will catch you on the flip side. Yeah, buddy. Peace out, y'all. Peace out, folks.